a thing or or something like that. All right, Jason. All right, Jason's gonna hop on first. So let me uh get Jason on. Cause today this game boy, I tell you. Yeah, Jason, mute yourself. Oh, what's up, man? Hey, Jason. Uh, first of all, um, you know, how, how's everything with you health-wise, my guy? Uh, it's getting a little better slowly. Um, I got COVID uh, over Christmas, so that wasn't great. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm hanging in there. It's been a rough go, but I'm doing much better than I was. Uh, and this game certainly didn't. Uh, this game certainly did help. You know, the way they played, uh, I was really impressed with um, with Malik and Quadir. I think they're just winning players. Uh, I think the last gift that Jim Beheim gave us was those two guys, along with Judah, obviously. Um, they were outstanding today. Judah was great, had a great floor game, almost a double, a triple-double. Um, you know, and I can't stay, say enough about JJ Starling. Ever since I bitched about his Ron Patterson like shooting, he shot forty percent from three. So I'll eat that crow happily. Um, I thought uh, the way the guys fall, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it's from Red Autry. I mean, he's a fighter it's from New York City. I was proud of the way the guys fought back, didn't get down, and uh, it was. This is just a great win. They had had so many. I mean, I don't. You know, Dean, I don't know how many straight losses we had to Miami where we just pissed games away. Uh, and this team just wasn't going to do that. And uh, I'm really happy and, and so happy for those players. And, uh, hey, man, we're on the cusp. We got to keep we got to keep this thing going. But I like what I'm seeing. I think Red's doing a outstanding job. Uh, can't say enough about him. Everything that I wanted from him. He's given us in his first year. And people have to remember, he's learning. He's learning on the job, and he's learning as he goes. But I think he's he's done remarkable, and I think this is the best team we've had in years. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I mean, it feels better getting the dub in a game like this. But I was saying after the game once I settled down, I was like, man, I can't remember a season where I felt like – um excited like watching these games right like it just seemed the last five six years with Bayham, it was like we was just watching paint dry right yeah, <laughs> you know it was no like question. the same shit over and over it was like a lot of these games were like first team to 60. you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Were, even even the games we would win it was like damn like you know this this is like some ugly basketball and you know this season i understand you know um, some of these games against, uh, you know, the, the the top echelon type teams, you know, we've gotten the ass kick and stuff, but, you know, that's to be expected. We're not there yet. This is Red's first season and stuff, but, um, you know, these type of teams like the Miamis and the Pitts and, you know, all these teams that we're beating that's like on our level, these were teams we were losing to on a regular over the last, you know, five, six, seven years or since we've been in the ACC. So, um, you know, just keep stacking them w's and you know we'll see how how um, far this team could go yeah absolutely and and i listen man i love jim Beheim. i think everybody here loves what he did but the the breath of fresh air that this man-to-man -man, up-tempo style it's just so much more fun to watch P players are going to make mistakes there's going to be you know it, it, it's basketball it's college kids but it's so much more exciting um 
You know, that Oregon win, man, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, they were injured or whatever, but that Oregon win looks really good. They're leading the Pac-12 Pac right now. Um, so I don't know if that's a quad one win yet, but um, this team, I mean, Syracuse obviously is not going to play with North Carolina and those type of teams yet. Red's in his first year. He's going to get his players here, and I really believe I believe in him. I'm, I, he's much better than I thought he would ever be in his first year. Um, we haven't had a single bad loss. Every bad loss, as far as you know, to, to bad teams, I mean, uh, and every blowout loss, the team has bounced back, and that speaks to him, his message. It's clearly getting across to his players. And you have to remember, like, you know, we don't have Chance Westry. People... They were, they were mentioning the guys everybody's missing every time we play a team that's missing a guy. We're missing Chance Westry, who's a top 50 player. We're missing our 7-4 center who, you know, while he struggled a lot, brought shot blocking and, and the ability to rebound, and nobody really mentions that much. Um, but as far as, like, my excitement for the team at the university, not just basketball but football, and I'm not going to go too far into football, but everything – to me right now as a Syracuse fan is looking, is looking up and I'm excited. I mean, the women's team is balling. Um, it, it, it's back to being like it used to be in the sense that these teams are competitive and they're, and, and they're fun to watch. So, uh, you know, I can't say enough about this win. It was one we had to have, could have easily packed it in and this team would have packed it in probably last year, but not with this coach and not with the, with the way they they've been uh, coached to play. And uh, just a huge win, man. I mean, I know it's Miami and they haven't been playing great, but it was a huge win to get. And now we got two more big games coming up at, at the Dome. And uh, and another thing, the crowd was great. Otto's Army was back full force. Got to give them some credit, too. They were into the game. Uh, man, but Quadier Copeland, I've loved him since we got him. Um, I, I wish he would have played a little bit more when he was younger, but uh, with, with JB. But... He's a winning player. He plays balls to the wall all the time, effort all the time. Malik is a complete all-around player, great, great passer, quick, quickest hands maybe of a big man in Syracuse history. I mean, his hands are unbelievable. And J.J. Starling, man, he's he's coming to his own. He's playing like we thought he could play, like the recruit he was, shooting the ball well, huge three from the corner. Uh, and, and the back-and-forth threes, man, that was fun. And to come back out on top, uh, just an absolute huge win for Syracuse because Miami was coming off a bad loss, and they wanted this game too, and uh, and we got it, and that's that's what's most important. Hey, Jason, when that dude banked in that three to tie the game, don't we usually lose? Like how many times you have seen, and you've been following Q's ball even way before me, how many times you have seen Syracuse lose a game like that where a guy hits like a ridiculous shot and you're like, I can't believe it, and we lose. We end up losing the game because of that. Like you look back and you're like, oh, you know, some dude hit some circus shot, <clears throat> but to pull out this victory, it kind of like shows you that this team, you know, it's different. You know, it's different with Red right now. Yeah, it's the tour. It's the TJ Sorrentine thing, man. It's just you know, a bullshit three goes in, and you're like, oh man, here we go. You know, this is how we're we're going to end up losing by three or something like that. But man, it, it's Red, man. Red will not let these guys quit. If they get blown out by 30, whatever, they lose by 10, it, it doesn't matter. The next game you're going to get a team that comes out focused, ready to play. And 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 it and, and you see that within the, the microcosm of a game as well. We got down by, I think it was seven or eight points. 
and immediately came back and, and I think went on 11 to two run. That's coaching. That's, that's mentality. That's the way they fight. They, that's, that's aggressiveness. Um, and not, not backing down. And, and we haven't had a team like this with multiple dogs on it in, in years. And I'm just so happy. And, and, and I can't say enough, man. I, you can tell in my voice, like, this is a big win for the fan base, I think, because this is one of those games without question that we would have lost in the last five years. There's no question. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we, we've seen these type of games end up lost, end up on an L in the loss column and stuff um, routinely. It's a while. So I'm like watching the game and I'm just like, I just mentioned about the guy, guy banking the three. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I've seen this. This episode happened way too many times, but you know, the pull, you know, get come close the game out strong and you know, quad air hitting that shot. And I mean, it's, it's, dude, I had to change my shirt, man. My shit was dressed <laughs> like my, 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 I had a white tee on and you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, like, man, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. And and last thing I'll say before, hey, yeah. Dean, last thing I'll say before I jump off and let somebody else talk. I got to give Jude a lot of credit, man. I was pissed at him early. I thought he was playing really piss poor defense. But after that, uh, that was probably the best floor game I've seen him play. He he went after loose balls. He got rebounds. I think he had I don't I think he ended up with eight. He was too short of a triple double. But 13 dimes from a guy that, you know, I've criticized, not looking, you know, not looking to teammates enough. Uh, that was a big time performance and quite has kept that look on the last play. To, to Quadir, um, that was a great look, great shot. Um, Malik had a couple really great passes from the post outside to JJ for threes. The past teams we had, dude, 13 assists from one guy on a JB team? Shit, that ain't <laughs> happening. So uh, really, I think Red's really pushing, you know, that, hey, let's play team ball, let's move the ball, let's pass the ball. And the guys are buying in. And the more success they have, I think the better you're going to see, the more cohesiveness you're going to see, and the better this team is going to get. So I'm I'm pumped. I'm proud. And, man, I feel great about this win. So I hope I, – I, I can't wait to hear everybody else's thoughts, but I, I'm feeling really positive about I, this one, man. And, and Jace, you know a thing that we, we kind of talked about this for years, and it's, some, it's an adjustment I've seen on Red and the team make is – the rebounding, they're boxing out now. Like it Absolutely. might seem little, it might seem like a little thing, but when we're giving up twenty boards routinely in years past and stuff like that, I'm I've watched how guys go about it in the trenches closely, and right. I'm seeing like specific specifically today where guys are putting bodies on people and stuff, and you weren't seeing Miami getting second and third chances and all that, and I'm like, okay, this is something that I wasn't seeing earlier in the season like it was a lot of guys just kind of like standing and watching and you can see like that's coaching that's making the adjustments as the season go along like dudes like we got to put a body on when that shot go up guys got to put a body on somebody like you, you can't just stand and watch and let the, the the opponent have their guys just fly in and get you know those second chance points and stuff so you know yeah. it makes a difference in a close game like this you win you know you win by one possession Getting those rebounds when you're limited, and I'm looking at the the box score, and Miami only had five offensive rebounds. Yeah, they so, were great. Yeah. They were great on the boards, man. I, and I want to say this: Chris Bell, and he's still not great. <laughs> he's he's not great on the boards. But there was a play late in the game, a secondary rebound where 
Chris Bell boxed his guy off the it was uh he was on the baseline. He boxed his guy out and allowed Malik Brown to get the rebound because there was nobody else there. It was just Malik Brown. And and that's coaching. That yeah. is absolutely co- putting a button. Okay, my guy's not gonna get this rebound. I'm gonna allow my, my, my teammate to get it. It that means that this stuff is getting to these players and they're starting to buy in. You gotta put a body and and, and there's so much. They're not a great rebounding team, but they're so much more competitive when it comes to rebounding this year than they have been in the last five. And that's a—I mean, all these things are positives, and it goes straight to Red Autry, in my opinion. So I think he's doing a great job. I think these players are buying in. These next two games are huge for our program, and I'm excited to see what happens. Dean, thank you so much for having me. Let me let me speak my mind, brother. Hey, um, um, Jason, I I speak for all of us. Like, it's great to hear from you, and you know, much prayers go out to you and and everything and your recovery and and stuff. And you know, I hope 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 your health continues to get into an improvement improvement over time and stuff, as you mentioned earlier on in the um conversation. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, it means it means the world to me. I'm getting better, and uh, day by day, you know, it's becoming a little easier. And hopefully, day by day, this team's going to keep getting better because it's fun to watch, man. So thank you. All right, no problem. Take care, my guy. All right, Vince, man, looking forward to hearing from you, man. I'm, I'm sure you're a happy camper. Very happy. Um, first off, though, I want to say uh, I missed the beginning of Jason speaking, but uh, uh you know, it's it's really heartwarming for to hear him sounding very uh, strong and healthy and uh, good stuff. And uh, you know, Jason's a good, really good guy, and he's been in my thoughts, and I know a lot of uh, other people's thoughts and prayers as well. And uh, and uh, yeah, good stuff, Jason. Um, yeah, I um, I I managed to scare the crap out of uh, my daughter who was in her room and uh, the dog when Copeland shot went through. So I. I I, I screamed like a little girl. I, I literally screamed. I mean, I literally screamed. Um, yeah, I'm on cloud nine. Um, I'm very happy. Um, you know, when they when they were down by seven with like seven minutes and change left and uh, Red called the timeout, uh, I was worried. Um, I just I just felt like it wasn't going to be our day, even though I knew, like Jason said, the team would continue to fight. I just thought Pack was too hot, and I thought that he would, you know, make some dagger threes down the stretch, and we'd wind up losing a close one. But, um, yeah, very elated with how the team fought and played, and um, it was a great win. It's a huge, huge, huge confidence builder, um, and uh, this is a very important stretch. Uh, Hats off to everybody on the team, especially um, a few guys, J.J. Starling, uh, finally coming out of his shell and shooting the ball like we thought he was capable of. I just want to say, Dean, because you you know you bring up and ask me what I think of his form. It's starting to look better. It's starting to look a little less herky jerky uh, that you know, than than it was earlier in the season. He's starting to look like he's just uh, like like Devo said. He's starting to just not think so much and he's getting out of his head and just uh, you know getting his shots up and uh, he looks really confident. Six of ten from three, and I'll tell you, four or five of those shots were huge, huge three-pointers, um, especially that corner three that Jason pointed out um, in the closing minutes was just a tremendous shot. Um, Quadir played really well overall. Um, 
and did some really nice things. Obviously, uh, it goes without saying the, uh, the three at the buzzer was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I can't say I was all that confident in it. When he got the ball, I was like, uh, I kind of wish Judah just forced something up and maybe drew a foul. But uh, it was nothing but net. It was a beautiful thing. And I knew it was for sure good. He shot it with like, I looked on the replay. He looked like he shot it with about five tenths of a second left. Plenty of time on the shot clock, um, really. And um, so, you know, there was no replay needed or anything, which was good. Um, and um, the only negative thing I'm going to say is, is that Red has to – he's not going to do it because we've been winning games. But Red's got to do something with Jason, with Justin Taylor. I mean, we, we've talked about it on Twitter. I know he was, he was getting a lot of hell on Twitter. And, um, you know – I'm sorry, but I like the kid coming out of high school, but he's just not living up to expectations. Um, and you could say, you know, my first thought is the red doesn't want to kill his confidence by inserting Copeland into the starting lineup for him. But what is his, where, where is his confidence right now? What is it going to do to take him out of the lineup? I mean, it's just, you know, he does rebound or try to rebound today. He didn't really do all that much, but um, just, I mean, he's just not doing it, you know, and uh, it's it's tough to watch. I know Scott Schuster is a big, you know, pretty big uh, fan of his, and I've been a bit, pretty big Taylor guy too, but I'm just kind of getting sick of that. And I, I, I don't want to bring up anything negative. I, I almost didn't want to bring it up because it's such a positive day for Syracuse, but I have to be fair and say that he's just been, been nothing. And um, Malik Brown, another tremendous double-double. Um, I thought a really, really big play was when Judah missed a, uh, a drive off the backboard and uh, Malik followed with a dunk to give us a two-point lead. I thought that that was a really big, probably underappreciated play. Um, he's as, as Jason said, he's got great hands. And, um, you know, he, he shows it on, in a number of ways with his passing, with his deflections, with his steals. Um, and with his follow-up shots, because some guys would fumble that away, and he's automatic. When he has the ball and he's near the rim, he's going to catch it and he's going to he's going to flush it. So, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, go hey, ahead. Yeah. Hey Vince, mm-hmm. let me let me ask you this, because it just this this comparison, or not, maybe not a comparison, but um, this player just hit hit my my mind when you mentioned all the positive attributes that um, Malik Brown has. Is Brown the player, the, the consistent version of what we thought Tyler Robinson was supposed to be coming out of high school? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, as you know, he was a, a New Jersey guy, so I followed him quite, co- co- you know, closely. And, um, yeah, maybe he's he, – he's, um, yeah, I mean that's 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 fair. Um, it's it's a pretty good yeah, comparison because if you because because if you remember, Robeson was like such a tease, right? And, and we and we know why, like you know his confidence with how JB treated him and stuff. But Robeson, there was just times where he would have these like monster games, yeah, especially and we against would get excited. Duke. Yeah, and then we will get excited and think he's turning the corner, and then it'll be like four or five other duds before he performs you know, well again after that. And um, with Malik Brown, I mean, he's just been awesome this season. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's basically saved our bacon at the five spot because, like, you know, as I talked about on, on recent pods, that it's just bad that 
we have like four big like even when um McLeod was playing like he wasn't any good and it's like we got three other dudes that red obviously does not trust for more than a couple of minutes so it's like where where would we be without Malik oh, right? yeah, like he's, yeah. he's basically our MVP yeah that's why like we talked on the last um spaces we got to make sure that he stays in the fold next year and um you know maybe get him some more NIL money or whatever we need to do because we can't afford to lose him he's with Judah leaving, you know, he's probably our most indispensable player. Um, you know, we can't afford to lose him, and uh, I agree 100%. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's just really coming into his own. Um, J.J. is not only making shots, but he's taking good shots, too, and that's great to see. And, um, you know, I got to give it give it up, like uh, Jason said, to Chris Bell. Um, I, I thought he played pretty well. I thought he made a couple of really good shots. He he sat on the bench for a good chunk of the second half, and he came out in this when he came out into the game. He uh, it was like he hadn't left the game, and he made a couple big threes. So kudos to him. And uh, yeah, what a tremendous what a tremendous win that was today. And um, we just got to keep banking wins. You know, we can't. Unfortunately, we're not going to have that many quad one opportunities left on the schedule because the ACC is not where, you know, it's used to being. But if we go like 12 and eight or 13 and seven in the conference, then I can just I can sleep easy knowing that we just did pretty much all we could do to uh, to make the tournament. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel 12 and eight is the goal. Like, you know, yeah. um, Nothing, nothing worse yeah, than that. Yeah, like, I, I on the, on the, uh, what yeah. I've been saying is that eleven and nine seems like the 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 most obvious outcome. But I I really do think that if we do well in the next three games, then the twelve and eight outcome is definitely within our reach. Because outside of North Carolina, which I'll at least be at home, and I um. You know, I don't see too many games that are going to be like that scary, you know, for us. I mean, they're all going to be winnable games, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, keep keep plugging away. And, uh, you know, uh, what, do, what, is your, what are your thoughts on Taylor? Is there any chance that you think that he might change the starting lineup? Or you agree with me that he'll just keep it because he's not going to want to mess up the apple cart and he's not going to want to shatter Taylor's confidence? Um, yeah, I, I think he'll probably just keep it the same, but Red, um, he's kind of shown he's not afraid to make changes, though, you know what I mean? Like, he'll he'll make the adjust the adjustments if he mm-hmm. feels like it's needed, but, you know, like you said, since we, you know, we've won a couple of games now and stuff, and it seems like Copeland, you know, having that guy that's going to bring that energy off the yeah, bench. Yeah, yeah, the microwave, thing, bad thing, the, like so. the microwave. Yeah, uh, so it's, yeah. yeah, so it's... It, yeah, so it's kind of like the saying: if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, you know, I think you just leave it, leave it as is, and you know, just uh, take it one game at a time and see how it goes. But I agree with you with Taylor that it's just sometimes it just seems like he's out there. Like it, it doesn't seem. I, I can't recall when the last time from start to finish he receives like really had a good game where you're kind of like, wow, okay, like I, I see you, Taylor. I see you, JT. Yeah. You, th- you know what I mean? It just seems like he's just there like he might grab a few boards here and there yeah maybe he hits a three once in a while but it just seems like 
the overall consistency isn't yeah, there. Yeah, and if he if he were like some kind of lockdown defender, I would I would maybe look away a little bit more. But he's not even a good defender. You know, he gets abused a lot off the off the bounce, and uh, you know he he you know he's just. So if he's killing, if he's not giving you anything positive on defense and he's not scoring on offense, then what, what the heck is his, you know, is his contribution going to be, you know, it's. So. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dean, can I, can I say something about Taylor? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the one thing I would say, I still like him, but I think he's pressing. Um, and I, I honestly think the best thing Red could do and then maybe this is just off the wall thinking is bring Taylor off the bench because I really think when he's out there, he's either doing absolutely nothing because he doesn't want to make a mistake to hurt the team or he's, he's just not making shots. I think if you, if you can look at it two ways, will it rob him of his confidence? I don't think he has any right now anyway. So I, I, I would bring him off the bench or, or you could go JB style and just, you know, Tyler Roberson him and just give him a one minute, you know, start him, play him one or two minutes. If he's not into the game, take him out and then play Quadir the rest of the half. You could do it two ways, but I agree with, with Vince on, on Justin. I, I like him. I thought he had a really nice drive baseline early in the game, but there's no consistency to his game. Um, there's no, I mean, he doesn't do any one thing well. While I think Chris Bell is is a terrible defender and has a lot of issues, he can shoot the ball better than anybody on this roster. So he has to play. Um, you're not getting any of that. There's not one thing that Justin Taylor does right now that is contributing to us winning, in my opinion. So that's just my thoughts on that. I think Vince is spot on. Yeah. And, and and um since I got you two guys on, I wanted to ask this. Um, you think we gonna have a clean sweep the rest of the way with uh, this three game homestand, or or do you think it's more likely two out of the three? Um, Vince, what you think? Uh, tough call. I mean, NC State's playing pretty well, right? We have NC State after we have Florida State. Yeah, NC State just lost to uh, Virginia Tech. Oh, did today. they? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Fuck it, man. I'm going to say we sweep. <laughs> All right. Cool. I, I don't, what do I have to lose, right? I don't know. I don't know. Screw it. Let's roll the dice and say we're going to sweep this shit. All right. Cool. Um, um, Jason, what you think? Man, I don't want to jinx it. I've known to, I've been known to jinx yeah, things. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'll just, I, I'll just say this. They got to have them. They got to win these games. These these are important games that you got to win. I think they are in position to win them. They're gonna. I mean, they're at home. Um, NC State to me is the scarier team. Right. Um, I agree with that. But but I I, I don't want to say three out of three because I don't want to jinx it. But I will say they're very important games, and I, and because they're at home, I really think they got to find a way anyway. I don't care if it's in double overtime by one, they got to find any way to win these, these next two games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, uh, it, the Florida state one was the one I was really worried about coming into this three, three game homestand. Cause they're like the hottest team. Um, so far they, like, they just beat Miami on the road. They won, I think, Five in a row since we started um ACC play, play full time and um 
you know, I thought like out of the three, I was like, ah, that this one might be the toughest one out the bunch. But um, you know, Miami, they gave us all we could handle and it would have been a tough loss, especially with them without that big guy and stuff. But, you know, I'm glad we pulled that off and you know, who knows? Um, you know, I th- I think we could go three and oh, but the, the the I'm like you guys. I don't wanna jinx it, so I I was kinda like, uh well We'll 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 be good with two out of the three. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody complained if um you know we split the next two, um and 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 you know still um perform well as the rest of the season goes along. But I um, think the shit, key thing is that we the... have to win. We have to at least win two out of the next three. Um, mm. I think one and two in the next three would be would be really a disaster, a dagger for our tournament hopes because I I just mm-hmm. I, I I think we got to keep our head above water. You know, get to two games over five hundred in the conference, and then get to maybe three games over. And then, you know, if we're if we if we finish these next three games at two games over five hundred in the conference, we'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, Vince, you got any um last words um before? No, uh, I just want to echo what Jason said, and I think Red's doing a good job. I thought he got out coached a little bit in the first half when. We didn't adjust to them um, that dribble drive. I mean, we had to make some adjustments and, um, you know, stay in front of them when they weren't making their threes. But overall, he's doing a good job. He's, he's, uh, he's being aggressive with his timeouts. I thought today he was aggressive with his timeouts. And, um, you know, he's learning, like, like Jason said, he's learning on the job, but he's doing a good job overall. And I think the big thing is he's keeping the players motivated and um, – you know, he's giving them floor time and and uh, and keeping everybody happy, and that's not an easy thing to do. So kudos to Red, kudos to the staff, and uh, yeah. and also kudos the, the, to the student managers for getting J, J.J. Starling shot right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I think Red should find a, a spot for them as a special assistant. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think – I think he has those roles open. So I think – No you doubt. Know, uh, one of those guys should get a spot and help these guys out. Not with just JJ soon, but like, can somebody help Benny? Jeez, I mean, Vince, it's 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 that shot. Oh my god, I cringe every time. I think that's a lost cause, Dean. <laughs> I couldn't believe the one three made too was really lucky. Like it bricked off the it bricked off the rim, hit off the backboard, and went in. That was a big shot, actually. No, no arc, what? No arc whatsoever. No. I like <laughs> Dean and I, Jason, on the last spaces, Dean. I was saying that, like Dean was saying, that you have to be careful if you're sitting in the first few rows behind the basket when he's shooting. And, and I said maybe we should yes. do a promotion where they, we give out orange, ha- like hard hats or something for the fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's man. got he's got to find some arc on that shot, man. I, it's how many he's been here three years and he's still shooting like he's he's throwing like Roy Oswalt fastballs at the rim, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what happened from the end of last season to now. Because remember, he was shooting well when yeah. it, didn't, it didn't look um, like it still was kind of line drive-ish, but not as bad as it was. You know, more rotation. Yeah. And now. yeah. Yeah. More rotation, too. Like, it's it looks so bad right now, dude. I, if I was right, I'd be like, look. I love you, Benny, but you you, you gotta you gotta stay in the mid range or under the back. These shots are terrible. Like, they look awful. Yeah, man. 
Hey, um, Vince, uh, before I let you go, um, because uh, I know you're a big UFC guy. Yeah. So, like, for anybody that's trying to win some bucks tonight, I, I see it's kind of, it's like the main event with the Strickland fight is kind of like a pick 'em. So, what would you, what's your, what's your, what would be your, your, your advice to anybody that's trying to lay down a few bucks on, on, on the fight? I, I wouldn't, I, I like Duplessis in that fight, but uh, the fight that I like, um. As far as betting wise, would be uh, in the co-main event. I like uh, Myra Bueno Silva to beat Pennington to win the 135-pound women's uh, bantamweight championship. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it on the book. I'm looking at has Silva as at uh, minus 170. So that's, that's yeah, I I I think she's gonna win. She's the better fighter. She's the younger fighter. Pennington's tough. I mean, she'll be a tough out just because she's she's a really really tough. Tough woman, but uh, Silva's the better overall fighter. And um, do you know what the line is between Allen and Evloev? And that's the first fight on the main card. Uh, Ev Evloev minus one ninety five. Okay, Allen's a live dog. If you want to sprinkle a little bit on him, um, Evloev is is dependent on getting takedowns, and Allen I don't think has ever been taken down in UFC like like zero times. And he's a good striker. Whereas, you know, Evloev is the favorite. And if he gets Allen down, he can submit him. But he's going to be hard to take down. So um, if you're looking for a live dog, that would be it. And, uh, and again, I like Silva in the co-main event. Okay. And what you had What you had on um, the Strickland fight once again? I like Duplessis, but Duplessis? I'm, not, okay. I'm not in love with that fight. I probably wouldn't bet it unless, like, if you win a couple of fights, if you're up, Maybe sprinkle a little bit on Duplessis, but I don't, I'm not. I think he's the better fighter than Strickland, but uh, he has more ways to win. But I'm not in love with that fight. You think it goes? You do think it goes the distance or not? I think it will. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that fight. Okay, because I asked because it's it's plus two ten. For it to go to a distance. Yeah, so I mean, if, if, right if anybody there. finishes it, it's probably going to be Duplessis because Strickland's not really – he's only finished like 40-something percent of his fights in UFC, I think it is. Um, mm -hmm. Even though he, he acts like he talks to talk like he's some kind of like big, you know, knockout artist. He really isn't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good bet too. I, I, I think that's a pretty okay. good, decent bet for, uh, you know, at plus money. Okay, all right, cool. So we get some, got some good stuff from our government. So yeah, that's something I want to do with you, regular. Like whenever that time is around, try to you know get some uh your know, your expertise on the, these UFC cards. Well, we'll see stuff. how we. So good stuff. You might fire me after today. Who knows? Oh no, <laughs> hey. Hey, but it's all it's all. Hey, you know what? Uh, 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 we just laying out opinions. Whatever you choose to do, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You, don't, right? like, yeah. Goes I, I don't want anybody coming at me for that's for damn sure. I wasn't yeah. expecting it either. Yeah. You kind of like blindsided me there. Oh nah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's all fun. All right, you know I hear I mean? you. It's, 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 it's all for it's, entertainment it's, purposes um, only. Yeah, entertainment purposes are only. Absolutely. Right? You know what I'm saying don't send. Don't send a hitman to Vince's no. um to spot in Jersey or anything no, like no. that. So. And there are plenty of hitmen in Jersey, so yeah. <laughs> we've watched the Sopranos before. Oh man. All uh, right. Thanks for the time, Dean. Appreciate so, it. Hey, no, I'd no be problem. really interested Great to hear group. what uh other people have to say, uh, especially Scott yeah, Schuster so, and those yeah. other 
Tony Toast yeah, I and see these Scott, other guys. Yeah, Scott Toast. Yeah. You know, uh, any of you guys want to hop on? I see my guy Kyle. Kyle, what's going on? I haven't heard from you in a bit. I'm sure you're a happy camper now um, of, of these last couple of games. So good to see, um, you know, you, you, you pop in, listening. But uh, Scott, Tony, Mr. Toast, one of you guys just uh, want to close things out as uh, we, we uh, put a wrap to this uh, space after a great victory today. All right, Scott, go hop on. Let me get Scott up. <clears throat> Scott hey a. Dean, what's up, man? Hey, chilling, man. Feeling good after this game. Oh, who's not, man? I mean, I, I laughed when Vince said he scared his dog. I did the same thing. I'm not even gonna have to take him outside <laughs> after what I did to that poor guy. You know, <laughs> man. Yep. I'll tell you, like, you know, my initial thought. Obviously, this the Quidier thing was the shot was just you know so exciting and watching that celebration. You know, there's probably like two or three old ass dead people on the ground on the side there who got tackled by the entire uh, team. But you know, my t my greatest takeaway after like sitting down and thinking about it a little bit, I thought this was one of the best games Judas ever played. And I, and you know, I've been critical of him. He he got his ass yanked in the first half because he was playing, and even Debo called him out. Did you hear that? Like, uh, you know, when Debo's calling out a Syracuse player for OA defense, you know, you know he means it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and Red, Red, you know, he played, Red yanked him right out for his defense. He, that, that kid played defense today like he's never played before, which shows you he can do it, right? He's athletic and quick. He he was, he played great D. He took care of the ball. He really didn't take bad shots. Um, and, you know, in that last play of the game, there was every reason for him to play hero ball and chuck it up with three guys on him. But he still had the presence of mind to, throw the ball on the money cross court. Um, he had 13 assists. Uh, you know, he had a ton of rebounds. I mean, it's, I think we're seeing hopefully a little bit of maturity out of this kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought, um, the shot, I thought he was going to force it up it and, and, um, at that last second, I, I was like, you had nowhere to go. He was going to play hero ball, but you know, good maturity there to find, um, Copeland out there wide open. And, um, you know, I was a clutch play, but I agree with you overall. Like, it was a mature game from him. Um, I think uh, – I don't know if he had – I was looking at the box score. I don't know if he had any turnovers. I'm, I'm going to check this out. Um, Remember he had that ridiculous turnover where he – Oh, okay. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He had – it over yeah. his head on the side. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I see, yeah, he only had two turnovers. But, you know, 36 minutes, two turnovers, you take that from Judah. Every single time, for sure. He had two steals. You know, he made his free throws a four out of five, you know. There was one runner where he made, did the hard part, then missed the layup, which was a big shot at the time um, when we were down two. You know, I was, I was, I mean, I'm excited about JJ. I mean, you know, this kid has gone from, you know, we're all saying, man, what's wrong with his shoulders? Shot's so ugly. And there were times early in the season where the guy was not even that, he was invisible, you know, and now he's engaged. He, he wants the ball. He's, he's willing to go to the basket. He's playing good defense, other than the stretch where Pack absolutely scorched his ass in the second half but other than that you know he he was you know he wanted the ball and he those those shots look legit they it didn't you know just like the pittsburgh game you know i'm hoping i don't expect this guy to you know drop 22 and go six for 10 from three every game but 
you know, maybe he's a legit three-point shooter now. Maybe it was confidence was a big part of it. Maybe some of it was physical. I don't know, but I love it. You know, it's huge. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, so I also think, no, like, you know, I wanted to say this. I think Red, uh, you know, I agree with, I think it was Vince who said, or it might have been Jason about him being out coached in the first half. But I thought we made some good adjustments in the second half, starting with shot selection. Um, you know, I felt like, uh, and also we made them score from the outside. We, I couldn't tell if we were playing, you know, there were a couple of bad breakdowns, but I couldn't understand how they were getting to the rim so quickly. And Red made an adjustment to that, made them shoot from the outside, made them take some tough two-pointers. Um, and then on the other end, we took some terrible shots in the first half. You know, I, I remember Quadir took a corner three off balance, um, Malik hucked one up from three early in the shot clock. Bell took some off balance, you know. And I thought, again, I think these guys listen and respect, uh, listen to and respect Red. And I thought we saw that with improved shot selection in the second half. Yeah, they 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 were killing me with the 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 three balls, man. It, it seemed like they they got big headed from that pit performance and now all of a sudden everybody everybody think they're playing Steph you know what I mean it was just like try to take it to the paint guys like get some easier shots and um you know I, we got them to four in the second half so I was like I fucking our guys make our guys seem to be able to make open threes but when they're contested or when they're doing one of Judah's off balance right to left threes when he's swaying across his body you know you're not going to make those you know but and, I think and, and when yeah, Benny's ahead. taking and when Benny's taking the shots, right? <laughs> oh my God! When I when I heard your pod and you said the said that bit about people getting killed and you know concussions in the first <laughs> row, <laughs> I, I think I commented on that. That yeah, that, you, you, that, that, that slayed me. I mean, I was laughing in my car listening to that shit. Scott, was you, some, was, you 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 was the one that said they probably should put up like a base a tent like baseball, right? That was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, yeah, you know, like you don't want any little kids keep getting killed by line drives in yeah, you know, exactly. the baseball field. Same thing with yep. Benny's three. You know, like, <laughs> I, you know, after he took his second one, I saw a lady dive in front of her child behind the basket, trying to <laughs> like, like, like a Secret Service person trying to in the line of fire trying to save the president. You know what I mean? Was, yeah. You know, so, uh, but you know, I mean, to, you know, I mean, look, I, I said at the time, you know, I was, I thought, red, if I'm gonna. Complained about Red. The only thing I would say is I thought he was a little slow in, to get Benny out in the second half and get Bell back in there when we were behind and we needed offense. But, you know, other than that, I, I thought he had a good game as well because Larry is a really good coach. Yeah. So, Vince, like the same question I asked – I mean, Scott, the same question I asked Vince and um, Jason, uh, you, you think it's going to be a clean sweep with, with this homestand or you think we split the next two? I don't know. I mean, I've been a, I've been a fan long enough to know that you know, like uh, we could come out to f- lose to Florida State by fifteen or beat them by twenty, or or it could be another buzzer beater. You know, I just yeah, you know, at the risk of sounding like a coach, I I don't even want to think like that. I just want to look towards Florida State and hope we can, you know, I it's you know, my I was talking to my kids who were at the game today, who are students there, and uh, you know, they said it was the best crowd of the year by far. I'm hoping that you know the the, the students are back now. I'm hoping people. You know, the people who live up, you know, the, the normal fans you know, kind of who are ha- on the fence about this team will show up for Florida State and, uh, you know, hope it's cold. hope Florida State gets off the plane, you know, tired after a trip and, you know, whatever, and we get that win and then we can 
hopefully during Dave Bing. Uh, I'm going up for that game against North Carolina State. Hopefully we can get a win. You know, but I'm just, I want to see us beat Florida State because don't forget they just beat Miami. So it's not like mm-hmm. they're it's they're, it's not a bunch of scrubinos there either. Yeah. I um so Scott um before I let you go I know um you was at the the Duke game in Cameron and stuff and we didn't really get to chop chop it up about that on the spaces yet so any relevant info from that time to now that you know you want to talk about with that uh trip from um no, not back? as much not as much as I would have right after the fact although I want to <laughs> tease Vince about something so don't let me forget but um yeah you know, the one thing that took you know. You know, the one thing about Bell, man, he, he, he was off on that game. And, you know, Red yanked him out. If you remember in the first minute of the second half against Duke, and I realized that was, a, that was right before the storm hit, he reached in and fouled almost on purpose. And Red took him out, and Bell stormed basically down past the um, bench and, uh, and you know, was past all the trainers and everything else and basically was just standing away, almost in the crowd. He was so pissed. So A.G., Alan Griffin goes over there to get him, and he wouldn't go. And AG basically takes him by the shoulders and throws him into the huddle. I was like, "Damn, this might get ugly." But I guess you know, that, you know. I, I, now, now in retrospect, I think like what happened was AG thought it was Dean and thought. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, but, but at the time I was like, oh man, this guy's never going to play again. But you know, to Red's credit, I, I think he has a short memory in terms of like, he doesn't like guys to lose confidence. He wants to, you know, he knows they're all young. I think as fans, because of the era we in, we, we forget how many of Syracuse players in the past continuously improved and weren't anything great as sophomores and kept getting better and better. And, you know, so, you know, we don't win this game without Bell, although I will say this. I think he's got to consider late in the game, you know, everyone's going to watch this game. It's going to be on film. you got to consider going offense, defense with Bell if, if he's going to get burnt there. And by the way, you guys, I don't know if you missed uh, that rebound that that he just watched that ended up being a three-point play from Leak's third foul. I was just that that one slayed me. I was like, "What?" I mean, it was right and, there, and it came it came right after he hit a big three. You know what I mean? It was like he hit right. a big three, and right? Then he comes down, and the rebound is like right there, and he can't corral it, and then you know, uh, Brown ends up getting you know. We the, just the he didn't, foul. not that he didn't corral it; he just watched it. And it's yeah. funny because usually guys, when they hit a three or they're scoring well on offense, they're even more active on defense. You know, it's kind of contagious mm-hmm. in your game. You know, and I don't know this uh, I, that one, but you know, I'm like. Like somebody said before, this is not a day for the negative. This is a great, this is a great win. I would, I'm giddy right now. I'm happy. I so uh, not to dwell on the negative again, but you know, uh, Vince and uh, uh, oh yeah, Jason talked about your guy. Uh, you know, your we you know we know your team, Justin Taylor. So like, how you feel about you know the suggestions they made about you know whether coming off the bench or staying in and all that? Like, what's your what's your take on? That's a good question. What, I mean, yeah. look, he he. I, I I couldn't, you know, in the, in the Pittsburgh game, he, he actually played very well. He only played 18 minutes, but he had a couple of big threes and moved the ball and played good D and had some boards. You know, I, I, I couldn't tell on that air ball today what happened, whether he got fouled, because if if he's missing that badly, you know, that that's a confidence issue, I think. Um, you know, I, don't forget, when coming in as, you know, he was a four-star recruit, but he wasn't considered like a great outside shooter. He was more of like a slasher type who could hit from three, but he wasn't an automatic jump shooter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, could, I don't, you know, look, could 
I, I think it would be silly to give up on him. You know, I said that after the North Carolina game, and then he played well at Pitt, and then he didn't play well today. But, you know, he's a guy who who can do a lot of the little things, you know, can take the ball out of bounds and not panic. You know, and, and if he can – I, I just wish he would go to the basket more. Like, he takes so many contested threes. He's got to basically – get room for himself by pump faking and going to the basket and then dishing or going all the way to the basket like he did in high school. But look, it's, 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 I don't think it makes much of a difference um, whether he starts or whether Cordier comes into him. It basically matters who's playing the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. But can I, I say something? I do want to tell Vince one thing because I okay, made me laugh when, Vince, I loved, you know, as usual, you did a great job with your recap. The only thing that made me laugh was your description of missing uh, McLeod. Uh, I mean, I was like, wait a minute. Is he talking about McLeod or Ralph Sampson? I was like, <laughs> I was like a guy who can rebound. He, he wasn't and, and in, defend. McLeod wasn't one of the two twin, one of the twin towers. I thought he was. <laughs> hey, listen, do you think he'll be a lottery pick or do you think, uh, he'll, borderline. you think he'll just slip outside borderline. the lottery, you know? He's got to work on his, oh his jump shooting, but he's borderline lottery, I think. <laughs> I was, I no, was, it I just drove, drove me nuts today when, when, when Kevin Brown, the play-by-play guy, must have said, I- I'm going to set the over-under at 18 and a half times that he <laughs> mentioned Omir being out for Miami. It just drove me Freaking right. nuts. I mean, he kept – in the first half, he was saying it every possession. Well, they're playing without Omir. We know it already. Jeez, you're a good play-by-play guy. We get I'll tell it, you what, though. That's, I'll, ta- I'll take that trade, Omir, from McLeod. We'll sit both their asses out every time if that's up to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's a great trade. Yeah, but unbelievable. Kevin Brown was driving me crazy. And I and Devo, by the way, did a great job on color commentary on short notice. He, he's getting better and better every time. He did, and it, I, I gave him credit for saying, you know, the Ole defense yeah, no, about Judah. Yeah, he came Judah, off unbiased. But, and he was, he was trying so hard to, to st- play it straight. Yes. But as the game went on and on, he couldn't help himself. By the end of the game, if they had panned over there, he probably would have been in uniform. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I like, know. He said, put me in. I want to go in. Right. Right. If we had listened to a Miami guy like that, we would have all been throwing bricks through our TVs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I enjoyed the shit out of it. No, no doubt. They just—they're just, they're just yep. showing the highlights on FS1 right now. So, yeah, I just—I just wanted to say something to Scott about Justin Taylor. I'm—I'm a, I'm a Justin Taylor fan myself, and I completely agree with you, man. I—he's I, got to get—he—he's got to incorporate a pump fake into his game and get into the mid range, get to the basket. I—I I thought he did that today. Uh, early, he had a pump fake baseline drive. I think it might have been their first points. I, I can't remember, but and then it just goes away, and everything else after that is is contested jumpers. And and I think he's got personally. I think it's a confidence thing, and I I wouldn't be against bringing him off the bench only because I think it would take some pressure off of him. I think he's pressing, but I really think like what you're saying is true. He he's got to get to the basket more. Um, and he's just not doing it enough. Um, but I still like him. I, I, I'm I not ready to throw in the towel on any of these guys outside of maybe, uh, you know, McLeod's probably not never going to. We, we have like 19 centers. None of them are any good except Malik Brown, and he's not even a real center. We, we've got to get a center next year. But, um, you know, as far as, as, as Taylor goes, I, I, I think he's got some growing to do, but I think he's – if he stays at Syracuse, I do think he can be – 
a big part or not a big part, but a part of, of a successful program and a successful uh, season for sure. I, I think that's well, I think that's well said, Jason. I mean, uh, look again, you just go right back to the Pittsburgh game. He was very good in that game. He was effective. You know, he's got, but you know, he, he, everyone else in the team kind of hunts their own shots. Like there was a play in the first half where he swung the, he was open, but you know, a guy was approaching him and he swung it to bell and bell had a wide open three. He's a, he's a unselfish player. He's a team player, you know, and sometimes I think it almost works to his disadvantage where he turns down an open shot and then the coaches are like, well, you got to take that shot. And then the next time, you know, next time he's an opportunity, he'll take an off balance contested too, which is the right. last you want, you know, so he's caught in between because he's, yeah. you know, he wants to swing it, but they want him to shoot it. And it's, he's kind of in his own head a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's going to be a solid. I, I, I think he's a four-year program guy. Oh, Taylor. Uh, hopefully, we, yeah. You think Taylor's a hopefully. solid four-year program guy? What, like a starter? Pat, 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 Pat. Hold, hold, hold up, Pat. Before, before you just, I got um three other guys before that that's been waiting after Scott. So hold, 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 hold just hold on a bit. I, I'll let you speak as always, but just hold I thought on it was open let, for let, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I'm going to give my minutes back to Pat from Syracuse. I so uh, <laughs> hey Scott Toast was waiting this so I thought I was waiting to wrapped up and see if you and Toast round twenty was gonna happen again so I well listen listen I'm not here to fight Glass Joe we had a good day you know <laughs> we're we're all Syracuse fans we're happy you know and uh, let's uh, I, I'm not going after Toast today unless there's reason for it okay I, I do want to piggyback on the Ralph Sampson uh, debate because I missed Vince's intro, but I believe Nigel Pack might have played with Ralph Sampson. I mean, that guy's been around longer than Baycott. And he's only a How are we playing junior. these teams? He's a, he's a freaking No, are you serious? He could come back next year if he wants. It's crazy. Wasn't he at Arizona State for like four years? Uh, no, nah, Pack was at um Purdue. Uh, I'm thinking of someone else. Did Miami once have a guy from Arizona State? Well, they got a kid from the football team who's coming back for his ninth year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. And that's not yeah, even hyperbole. That's legit. There is a guy from Arizona <laughs> State that reminds me of him. I can't remember who that was. But uh, I, w- was Vince's point that during the early portion of the game when we were down 6 nothing, that McLeod pr- possibly could have uh, helped on some of that layup no, line? I was, I was just early... saying that the play-by-play guy, Kevin Brown, was – overdoing it with saying Omir was out. He must have said it like 20 times. And he mentioned uh, he mentioned uh, McLeod being out like once, literally. I mean, not again, I not see. that it's significant, but I mean, you know, it's like like Jason said, he didn't did, nobody mentions nobody mentions that we we haven't had chance Westry all year. And, you know, so it was more. Yeah, of a, I agree with both of you made great points about neutral Devo. Neutral Devo was incredible. I had never heard him like that. Uh, he he was really uh, hyping up the backup center who had a few dunks early on. So, yeah. I um Scott, you got any last words before? I, um, Kyle, Kyle, got you. I know you've been waiting for a minute. So after Scott wraps up, I got you, Kyle. I got um so two packs on. So I got young Pat. Cause I remember you, young Pat, and we got. OG Pat, all right? You just hopped on, so I got you, Pat, um, after Young Pat wraps up. So um, any last words, Scott? No, I'm good. I'm enjoying listening to everybody else. Okay, all right. Thanks for hopping on, as always, Scott. Appreciate Thanks. you. Thank you, Dean. All right. And Kyle. by the way, and again, thank you for that line about the Benny three-pointers. That, that had, I had my ass laughing. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
That was some funny shit. Yeah, man. But um, Kyle, Kyle, what's up, buddy? Haven't heard from you in a minute. I hope everything is all good with you. I'll meet yourself. Yeah, everything's great, Dean. And uh, I, I enjoy this. I, I usually just catch you guys off the, the recap podcast. But, um, uh, you know, perfect time for it. My wife's out of town, so I got to watch this and, and scream in all my glory. So um, I also will continue to stay positive because, I mean, there, there are players on this team that infuriate me. But if there's one thing that I'm happy that did not happen these last couple seasons – was we didn't beat Colgate, we didn't beat Miami, and we didn't beat Pitt. And I despise all three of those programs. And I'm just so happy that we finally beat these guys. I, I, I just They just have our number. I don't know what it was forever. Maybe it was Gerard. Maybe it was Bayheim. I don't know. But just so happy that we're back beating these guys again. So that's my biggest thing. And then, you know, Judah is so interesting to me because personally – I think he's regressed since last year and I know he's dead set on going pro. And I think that even if he doesn't get drafted, he'll still leave, but I'd love to see him back, but just curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, that one, um, at first, you know, it's kind of something I spoke about on the last pod that I, I was thinking coming into the season and after the first couple of months, it's like, no, no way he's coming back. But like, I remember what my guy Scott was saying before, like, it doesn't seem like there's much draft buzz with him, right? And who knows what these teams are thinking behind the scenes and stuff. But you know, it. it I don't know. I, the player we 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 we're all watching the same games, and we're not seeing an NBA guy, right? You know, what I'm saying you can't so, go three for thirteen every game, and he's done that yeah. for against every good team. He might get his points. I mean, granted, I thought he played great today, but he's his shooting is just so bad, and. Uh, I just, you know, I, that's just the name of the game in that in that league, especially when you're undersized. And then, you know, you already can give up one uh, one pick this year because Bronny's got to be drafted, even though he averages five points a game. So, I'm just really curious about his status. Yeah, I think I think that one could be real interesting in the off season. It's like, you know, does he just want to get his pro career started, even if he knows he's not going to get drafted and get a two way deal and work his way up, or does he, you know? work the NIL game and try to get some more money and stuff and sticks around for another season or so. So, um, yeah, that one, that one could, um, be a uh, real tricky, um, this off season again with him, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not like a hundred percent that he's totally gone as I, I was like a, a month or two months ago. Yep. Uh, um, and, Kyle, and also you, yeah. one last thing, I, I, I am just so happy for JJ. Um, you can tell, I know you've talked about his shooting form. You can tell he has had to reteach himself how to shoot based on the surgeries and the injuries and stuff. And I think he, over the last three games, is finally confident. So just so proud of him. I mean, he, 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 he's a sniper again. Yeah, that's, I mean, look, a, a confident JJ takes this team to another level. You know what I mean? Like the, the JJ, the McDonald's All-American guy that came in out of high school or in the one that hooped at Notre Dame for much of last season, like we get that guy and then some, you know, it just takes this team to, you know, hold, you know, the upside is much higher with this group of him shooting well along with the other things he can do because he's a good ball handler. He could get into the lane and stuff. He's a good playmaker and, and all that. And, you know, he also defends. So, you know, J.J., he was doing 
everything well. We always said on these spaces that he does everything well outside of shooting. And if that shot becomes much more consistent, like today and what we saw in the Georgetown game, then, you know, sky's the limit with him. Two, two last quick, quick things before I go. Um, one, I, I don't know if anybody heard it in the broadcast, but it sounded like with Benny's three that he made at the end of the half, somebody said, book it as it was shot, like before it actually went in and hit rim and then it went in. It was so funny. And I, I was just curious if anybody else heard that. Oh. Uh, and then secondly, um, I also thought that Brown's last foul was his fifth. And I about lost my shit for a minute there because I was like, is that five? Because there were still like two minutes left. And I guess it was his fourth, but I, I could have sworn it was his fifth. But that was it, guys. And, and thanks for uh, doing this. It's always great. Hey, uh, Kyle, good hearing from you again, man. Thanks for hopping on. You bet. See you guys. All right. All right. So we got young Pat, and then we wrap it up with OG Pat, and I see my guy, Maddie G. So y'all two could close it out together. I'll get y'all on. But let me get um young Pat. What's good, bro? What's going on, Dean? <clears throat> hey, chilling, man. I'm sure I'm sure you're, 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 you're a happy camper today like everybody yep, else. Definitely. I actually had – um. One, I mean, like, if, if I'm going to find a negative in anything today, it's the fact that I did have tickets to this game, but I'm, uh, mm. I'm up in Rochester, and we're getting, we're getting beat pretty bad with some snow. It's only going to get worse. I guess you'll go to Wegmans. I, I'm actually at Wegmans right now. I'm in the Wegmans parking lot getting some uh, things to make dinner tonight. <laughs> Man, people from Rochester love that I know. place. I don't understand how people love a supermarket it's, so much. That's just me. Go ahead. And it's no, you're good. You're good. No, yeah, it's just something I always did. I, I grew up with. So, I mean, it's just the place I go. But, um, yeah, no, I uh, bummed. I didn't end up making the game. So, that, that kind of sucked. Uh, but I thought, like, today was a perfect, like, encapsulation of the season. I think they don't win this game last year. Like, even probably the last, the last two years, I would say. They don't win a game like this. Like, they actually have ball handlers that can control the game. Judah and JJ, like keeping the game calm when they're on offense and being able to handle the ball um, and like getting knocked down threes late is huge. But like, I just thought, I think that's the difference between this year and last year. I think they're better coached. And I think that they're, they're showing the ability to actually like close out late close games against teams around their like uh, competitive level. I think cause like Miami, I would like the, the line going into the game, I think was Syracuse minus four. So, and that was after they announced Omir was out. So, that was factored in, but like, these are the games you gotta win. Like, we didn't win these last year. We didn't beat North Carolina at home. We lost to Virginia at home late. We lost to Miami on the road late. Like, these are the games that they have to win if they want to be a tournament team. And and they did today. And like, I couldn't be more happy that they just they got it done. They stuck it out. They got a late shot. They played well down the stretch. They rebounded well. Like. Everything was great in the last three minutes. They didn't let – like, Miami had a run where they were hitting threes. Pack was lighting it up, and I was like, it's over. Like, I, I for a second, I was like, this might be it. But they kept responding. JJ hit a big three. Bell hit a big three. Like, I just can't – like, I'll say it again. It just – I don't think they win this game the last two years. Like, this was huge. This game, the Colgate game, um, other late close games this year, like, they're closing out games late, and that's the difference between this year's team and last year's team, I think. Hey Pat, let me ask you this: When that bullshit banked in three, oh my! Man, what was the mind frame? I was, I, I think I heard someone else say that on here too earlier. I was like, it's that, that that that's the type of stuff that goes in, and you lose that game like that. And then I think we came down right away, and I think Judah missed 
a kind of a I thought he I mean I thought he got a good look it was like a short jumper it was a little contested but he usually makes them and he missed off the end of the rim and I was like that's it and then Miami got the ball I thought they were going to try and do a two for one and go quick because they had like I think there was like 56 seconds left but they like or maybe like 50 seconds left but they ran it down all the way and like I honestly was thankful they did that because they didn't get a good shot uh they played Syracuse played good defense and then they got a big rebound um, and then I think they did a great job. Just, I'm so glad that they did not go too early at the end of the game. Like when they had the last shot, I was like, please don't go with 10 seconds left. You've got to go with like six, seven, because I don't want Miami getting a chance in transition off a of miss, whatever it is. Like this has to be the last shot. And it was, so I guess I'm happy about that, but I'm just happy about the win in general. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, a. uh, my heart was racing in the last like three minutes. I couldn't like I was, I was my uh, my girlfriend was over and she was in the other room and I was like jumping up and down and she was like, "Can you stop screaming? Like you're scaring me." And I'm like, "All right, all right, all right." Because like I would do it, I wouldn't do it consistently. Out randomly, I would just jump and be like and start yelling. But so it was like caught her off guard and she was like, "Can you stop? You are scaring me." And I was like, "All right, I'm sorry," but I scared her on the last shot too. So I mean, I I couldn't keep it in. That was just too big of a moment. Yeah, because, you know, I didn't notice until, like, um, after the game, and I was, like, looking over, looking at the schedule, seeing who we got coming up, and I was looking at the games previously, and I was like, wow, this was kind of like our first cardio right. cues end of the game kind of yeah. moment, because the games we won, we kind of won it, right. you know, comfortably, yeah. and the games we lost, we obviously got blown out, yep. so this was, like, really the first, like, whether win, loss, or whatever, yep. like tightly contested game that just went down to the final seconds that had all of us going crazy like i was telling jason earlier that like i, I had a white tee on and it was drenched like i had to change my shirt after yeah no game. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was it was wild but like that like that's like that was just like i mean it's just a good one it's just like one you have to have and then they got it and that's that's the key to making the tournament i think it's not gonna be like a big like, it's probably going to be, like, a quad two win right now. It could jump to a quad three if Miami falls, like, eight net spots. But, like, whatever. Who cares, right? Like, you just got to win. Who, like, focus on winning. Like, I think you guys were saying earlier, like, just focus on winning, like, 12, 8, 10, 11 to 12 ACC games and go from there. Don't worry about the quad, like, whatever. Don't worry about quadrant one wins. Just just win your fair share of games, which I think they can the rest of the way. The only tough game they have left is North Carolina. I mean, the only game where it's like it's a long shot they win is North Carolina at home, but I think they compete can compete with the rest of the schedule if they just you know play how they can play. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 I think it was Devo that was saying it. Where he was like, "Man, I don't understand none of this quad one yeah. quad." Like, can somebody explain it? Because I, I I sometimes I'm in the same boat. I gotta yeah. like look up like, okay, this <laughs> team is right here and there. And I'm just like, when the game? Yeah, when the damn game, right. I don't. And yeah, we'll we'll worry about that later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and uh, they're gonna change throughout the year. Like, Miami might drop below seventy five in that, but I bet you they'll be back up over that and like. They'll, they'll. I mean, I'm not saying saying they'll. T- it'll turn into a quad one win, but I think it'll stay a quad two win. And Miami will find a way to win some games the rest of the year. They're too talented to not. I think. Um, so like, don't worry. Like, just win, win the, like, win the game. Like you said, like, just win it. Who cares? I don't care quadrants, whatever. Just win. Like that's all that matters. It'll, it'll, it'll fix it. It'll, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out at the end of the year. And what I think they've done great this year that they didn't do last year is they've avoided the bad losses. I mean, we lost to Colgate and Bryant at home last year. Like, 
that's bad. Like you can't do that and make expect to make the tournament. They haven't done that this year, and that's the key, which is why I think their like tournament hopes are alive, even though they don't have a big win. Like they just need that big win in order to like I think North Carolina at home is an opportunity. Like I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm looking far ahead, but like if they play well the rest of the way up until the North Carolina game and just have themselves in position to like jump into the field, then that's all you can ask for because that would be a huge opportunity. And if they get that, then it's like they're a tournament team. But I'm getting way out of myself. But let's just win the games we should win the rest of the year, and I think we could get in, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always say 12 and 8 is the goal. Yep. Like 12 and 8, and I, I'll feel pretty confident. Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows how we stack up with all these other teams and stuff. I, but, you know, just where we at right now, I think like 12 and 8 is reasonable to, you know, feel – at least a playing game right. that works, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? So. Like, and uh, this is my last thing before I got I to go, but uh, I appreciate you letting let me hop on here. But I'll just say one more thing. Um, like, we almost, like, it's crazy to think about it, but we, when we get to the ACC tournament, like, we feel like when we get to the ACC tournament, we're like, all right, maybe we'll win a game and that's it. Like, we have not we have not won more than two games in a single ACC tournament since we joined. Like, that's that's so bad. Like, like. When we like in the when we were in the Big East, like we were winning, we were getting to semifinals every year. You know, at least the semifinal, and and playing big games against these big teams. But this year, I mean, in the ACC, we haven't gotten to a, a an ACC semifinal since we joined. And it's like, like why are we not take like like that's a that's another opportunity at the end of the year. Like if they can get to twenty twenty one wins, they'll be right there. And if they can just get one good win, like a couple good wins, and make an ACC tournament run, like they would that that could catapult them in or maybe let's i don't know let's get to a, a big uh acc semifinal this year like that's what i want to do i think hey hey pat um og pat will laugh at this because um you know this is straight from Bayham's mouth but, but Bayham will convince you that if it wasn't for covid we would have won the acc tournament <laughs> and, and, and make it to the tournament so yeah i i i, 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 I that was the, that was the 2020 year i remember that was like the one of the last the game against north carolina in Greensboro was like one of the last like games like across any sport played like in history in like the entire country uh, until July or whatever when they you know started resuming playing sports and they blitzed North Carolina like killed them and I was I I felt good after that game I remember it. they they I think they were gonna play Louisville but, next but, yeah but and remember Louisville kicked our ass yeah they and you yep. Florida. Florida State was really good. Yep. Like we, I was looking at us. So I was like, "There's no way we, yeah, somebody nah. would have handled us at some point." <laughs> like there was no way we were gonna go through like Duke and yeah. Florida State and Louisville. Like nah, but you know, Bayham, if that's what Bayham wanted, yeah, whatever. Have, well, you know, we'll, it, it, yeah, so we'll let him we'll have that, him. I guess. <laughs> but I just think, and then we'll, I'm sorry, I don't mean. But one more thing, they're just better coached this year, right? Like I think that's we can all see that they're better coached. They play – they don't allow these teams – they don't sit back in the 2-3 zone and allow these teams to just spray them from three. They're up in your face at half court. Judah's playing on-ball defense tight. He, Yeah, he gets beat sometimes, but he plays an aggressive style of defense where I'm okay with that. Like, he'll he'll, he'll, he'll jump for a steal. He'll, he'll reach. Whatever. That's how he plays, and he's quick with his feet too. Um, but they just – they're just better coached, I think. And, and their defense sets the tone for their offense, and, like, finally we have that again. Like, we have a good – like, a, t- a, a team that has – capable of playing good defense against good shooters and good offenses like finally 
Yep. Well said. Yep. And I'll. Uh, but thanks. Thanks for letting me uh, hop on here and talk. Uh, I got. Hey, I gotta end up going. Great, great, great stuff as always, yep. Pat. And I, I, I appreciate your contribution. Of course. Yep. Hopping on. I look so, forward hey. to coming back on sometime soon. My bad. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Take care now. All right. You too. All right. All right, man. So we go close things out. All right, OG Pad and Maddie G. Y'all, y'all want y'all to hop on. Right, toast. If you want to have some words as well, jump in on the fray to close things out. You're more than welcome. So, uh, Pat, what's good, man? So, the difference between OG Pat and Young Pat is my my wife would have had my, her heel in my foot if I had made those mistakes that he made. Because once once you're married, you you take your lumps early, and then you learn keep it shut. <laughs> so that was funny when he was saying his when he was saying his girl. That is too yeah. funny, and that's bringing me back to yesteryear for sure. Uh, now, listen, um, you know. This team, it, it, it's been hard for, you know, all of us in the spaces and Orange Nation as a whole to kind of figure out because I think preseason, um, you know, we were very excited. You know, the dinosaur was out and, you know, we retained Judah and we thought J.J. was, you know, going to be a potential all-conference type player. Um, and then we knew that Chance was a, was a really good, talented player. We thought Benny would get better. And then you didn't even with that hasn't even talked about, you know, two returning starters, Bell and Taylor, you know, and everybody's been excited about Brown. I mean, you, you pinned it early last year, Dean, about Brown, how, you know, he had held his own with some of the best big players in his class in high school. And, you know, we have, we got a really solid player and, and, and all that's proven true. Um, I think the key to this growth of this team comes down to one thing. Between Bell, Taylor, and Benny, one of those guys just has to play like an all, not an all-conference player, but like a like a regular average conference player. And none of them are. I mean, literally, I am I, – let, let me ask you this, Dean. Can you name me a starter outside of a center? Okay, because everybody knows JB used to have those token center starters. Go back to the days maybe even before you, Dean. Eric Williams – Billy Selick, I mean, uh, the the uh, young J.B. Reef Snyder before he was decent. I mean, I can go on and on and on with all these centers who used to start, and, and, and they were hot garbage. But I can't think of another starter since I've been following this team that is as inept to start as as Justin Taylor. I, I mean, can can anyone hop on and name a starter in the modern era that is, wor- that is worse besides a center than Justin Taylor? Maybe that point. I'm, who was that point guard um, in '89 when we had um, a really good team, but we didn't have a point guard? Um, Michael. Edwards? Michael Edwards. Yeah, Michael Edwards was pretty bad. No way. Did, man. Did, you look at Edwards. Was Edwards had six threes against Georgetown? He was. He was. He was <laughs> he a bad. He was a bad player. Did did oh James God. did James Theus ever start? Yeah, he yeah, started. James he was. He, he was. He was James pretty Theus good senior the year. and steals. James James Theus led the led the led the Big East in uh, steals. Okay, I, I, yeah, I remember early on it was kind of rough for him, but yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. be a wise ass and say Jimmy Beheim. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Joe Girard. <laughs> no, hey, hey, don't, no, don't I'm only to- playing. Don't 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 get toast started. <laughs> I'm only playing. B- Bus Patterson, maybe. Okay, maybe he didn't Bryson start. Did, did Howard did, Washington did, ever get a start? A few, no, but out of necessity. So. Oh, I think. he did. Yeah, 
Maybe a few. Oh, out of injury. But isn't it interesting out of the regular starters how – and look, Taylor might turn it around. I, I, there, there, there'd be nobody happier than me to be wrong, but he doesn't look the part at all. I, I, and I, that was the same thing with McLeod. I mean, this team's Pat, gotten better. Pat, Pat, didn't you think Taylor played well at Pittsburgh? No, I, I think he shot well a couple times. I still don't think he's playing well. I mean, watch him when he catches the ball, what he does. A lot of times he'll have to turn and put his ass in the face of the defender because he can't dribble. He can't pass. He can't dribble. He's an average rebounder. He's a decent body-up defender. I'll give him that. Um, he's super slow. He's not athletic. He can't finish at the rim. Um, and his jumper looks ugly. I mean, there's nothing I like about his game right now. Zero. The only thing I like about his game is that he, honestly, you could tell um, he, he doesn't really make stupid plays. You know, but he's not being aggressive. I'd rather see him make a stupid play and be aggressive than what I'm seeing. I mean, he he is a he seems like he's at least careful with the ball. Um, but yeah, he's leaving a lot to be desired. I mean, I I thought this guy was going to be, you know, maybe like one of those poor versions of a great uh, Virginia guard. You know, maybe not quite the athlete or the speed or the shooting of some of those great Virginia players. But man, I I was hoping we we'd get lucky with him, and, and I know Vito feels the same way. Um, and it's just, it's just awful. I mean, luckily Cuff has given us, even though his stat sheets aren't great. I, I think what I see from Kyle Cuff with my eyes and it, it, some, some, sometimes you got to go by your eyes and not, and, and not the results of the box score, because I mean, look at Copeland. I was, I was the president and founder of Quadir Copeland fan club. And, you know, Scott made some jokes about it, which were true. I mean, I, I, I was definitely excited about him because, you know, I was used to seeing Joe Gerard and Jimmy Beheim. So then you see somebody like Copeland and it's like, OK, thank God. You know, I hadn't been excited about a, a lead guard since uh, Richmond, you know, and uh, I was really excited about Copeland early and Copeland took his lumps. And now Copeland, I mean, where would this team be without Copeland and Did Brown? I mean, I, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's, it's just super exciting. Um, you know, look. I don't want to profess to be a know-it-all, but unfortunately with, with uh, Coach Beheim and, and his lack of recruiting over the last 20 years, I've become an expert at the bubble. Um, and I, I was one of the few uh, anywhere in town the last year we were on the bubble and everybody said we needed to go to the finals of the ACC tournament. And we won one game in the ACC against Wake Forest and we made the tournament. Um, that was the Buddy Beheim year. Um, everybody was professing that this team was over, it was done. And then we beat Carolina in the Dome. Uh, we won two or three more games. We beat Wake Forest in the ACC, and we made the tournament. Um, I will say this year, I think you got to get the 13 wins. Uh, if you look back at last year, Clemson had 13 and didn't get in. I think the ACC is down from last year. Um, the Mountain West has three top 25 teams. Uh, and we don't. So, and that's going to be tough to change that uh, because uh, not Syracuse, but well, yeah, Syracuse to some degree, but but the whole conference did not take care of business in the non-conference. It's just that simple. They did okay in the tournament, you know, with the, uh, what's it called? The SEC, right? And um, other than that, my thoughts on this game was, you know, just as fun as some of the other buzzer beaters, the John Gillen one came to mind right away, the ties battle. I feel like there was another one. I don't know if it was Leiden or, Remember there was a uh, – was it a Torian Thompson? I feel like there was another random buzzer beater. And I know remember, I'm not thinking – Pat, remember Terrence Roberts against Rutgers? 
I was yeah. just gonna say that. I was just gonna yeah. say that. I was thinking T Rob too. Yeah, I was there for that game, but there there's I feel like there was another one, but but we we lose this game and the season's over. I mean it just is. You can't afford to lose this game. But I will say, and I was I was trying to explain this to two of my uncles who have no clue about the quads and the resume building and all that. You know, people gotta understand it's actually gonna be more important to win road games. Because road games, A, is its own separate category. What's your road record? You know, if you got two even teams with the resume and one team has four more road wins or three more or even two more road wins or a better road win percentage, that's its own category on your resume. How are you doing away from home? And that also includes neutral site games. Um, so it kind of stinks that we played Chaminade and not somebody else because we definitely could use another neutral win. Um but I think where we are in the conference, um, and you can also start to project out your conference strength of schedule, which means how good is your uh, schedule within your own conference. You know, um, we're playing Clemson twice. That'll help. We're playing Carolina twice. That really, really helps. Uh, obviously, we're playing Duke once. Um, we only have Miami once, I think, unless somebody can help me out with that. I think we uh, – yeah, we don't go down to Miami. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain on that. Um, you know, Pitt – we, I hate to say it, we got to root for Pitt the rest of the year. I mean, the better Pitt is, the, the, that can only help us. Um, but in mid-January, I was hoping we would be a little bit more cemented in the field, and we're not. And the three reasons for that, guys, and I, I think most here would agree, there's three reasons that we're not. One is Benny Williams. He hasn't gotten any better, in my opinion. I think he still could get better. I think he's got a lot of flashes of what we would need to see you know he has flashes of you know 24 points and five threes which he did last year but he also has flashes of straight line bricks I mean just awful shots those free throws he missed were way off his jumper's still flat he still has that stupid look on his face sometimes um <laughs> I could keep going on and on and on um I did want to also talk I know uh I don't, I don't think young, young Pat is with us anymore. I, I wanted to speak from a referee standpoint on that one play with uh, when Brown picked up his fourth. So just real quick, as a ref, Brown did not get legal guarding position. But I hate the call, and here's why. It's a play on because there wasn't a lot of contact until the offense displaced the defense with the chicken wing. So to me – you either got to just hold your whistle or you got to come out with not a block, but a, but a push off. It's not a block charge. It's a push. It's a push, which is a, you know, by the signal, it's an offensive foul, but it's not a legal guarding position foul. And I think that would have been a good call. Now, the very next possession is what he was talking about. Judah missed a, uh, a, a midline jumper. He got fouled. He got hit. It was below it was below the wrist or on the wrist. That's a foul. That's a foul. Every time it, it, it should have been called. It wasn't called. And with the temperature of the room and that tough call there, they also missed two travels on Miami that were humongous. And I got to tell you guys, uh, officials are being told left and right on every level, not to call travels, unless you're a hundred percent sure you just don't call it. And it's a shame 
that coaches will send tape to the supervisors and show that it wasn't a travel years ago when, when travels were called and now everybody's scared to call a travel. So that's what you're seeing now. Uh, and, and it's, and it's tough. You got to be a thousand percent sure it's a travel or you're not calling it. And, and that's not the way it's, that's not the way it should be. So yeah, my, it like Miami got away with that, like three, four times. Today. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There. Yes. I actually said two, I was just being conservative. I could agree with that a hundred percent. Uh, I mean, unfortunate for me now, as, as being an official now for, you know, six years, I watch the game totally different. Um, I don't watch the offense as much. I'm watching the defense. So um, when you officiate, you have to start with the defense or or you're going to get beat every time. And um, sometimes when you're watching the defense, you might miss that. So I like to rewind and, and check those. And, and I hit rewind on like seven plays. Um throughout the game and I definitely three of them were travels I mean it's undeniable travels left right left right left right one time he took four steps um you can lift your pivot you just can't set it back down it's really simple I mean it's it's travels are pretty easy um so at any rate the the beat goes on I think this team is I mean let me ask everybody anybody can can chime in here take the resume out of it you take this team right now with what we have left. You know, we don't have McLeod. We don't think Hema is going to be a factor, which is a big shame. Um, you know, there was talk early that Patterson was outplaying Hema. Remember? Remember early in October, November, people were saying they were more excited about Patterson than Hema. You know, I'm not saying Patterson's the answer or or anything like that. You know, obviously, Kerry's ahead of him and Kerry's a mess. But, um it's just a shame that Miami can drag somebody off the bench that hasn't sniffed the floor and he's better than he's, he's more of a true center than anybody we have on our roster. I'm not saying he's better than Brown cause he's not, but that's, it just sucks. You know, so many years we either don't have a five or we don't have a point guard or we have neither. And uh, for all the people who thought Clemson was the best team in the league and Joe Girard was an all conference player. How, how, how's that working out for them? Yeah, they, there was a, a lot of that going around. That, oh, uh, my God. You know, J.J. was a downgrade, and, we, you know, we need Joe. This team would be much better with Joe and stuff like that. So, I mean, yep. teach his own, you know. I mean, yep. if people yep. want to feel I, that way, they, they're allowed to feel that way. Now I disagree, but. <laughs> now, we were one we were one play away from losing this game, and if, if we lost this game, I, I would have pointed to the lack of coaching from Coach Autry. Um. I think the fact that he can be strong balled enough to keep Taylor in the game, um, it, it would have cost us the, it, and we would have lost the game because of it. I mean, the plus minus with Taylor is 12. So, you know, people can say, oh, you hate non Taylor, this and that. No, it's, it, it, look, I would love to see Taylor hit 20. Are you kidding me? I'd be the first to eat crow and I would, I would enjoy it with hot sauce. But, but, that, but that's not the point. The point is, he's being too loyal to him. And it's not working. And anybody disagree? Govendo, you 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 were with the minions in the in the in the fucking chat when, when they were bashing me about about being such a fucking critic about about um about uh Taylor and McLeod and you know like 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 I don't know anything about basketball. So what what's your take? I don't think Taylor should be starting. I think Benny should be starting. I don't right. like. Uh, I I think you want Quadir to start, but I like him coming off the bench because I think we need him off the bench. But and we yeah, don't I need don't. another. And, and we don't need another guard, in my opinion. 
Um, yes, I think I, I think that is the dynamic is I, I agree with you fundamentally on half of what you said. You need rebounding, right? Because Brown is a little undersized and Bell's not a great rebounder. And uh, JJ and Judah do pretty good rebounding for guards. Copeland does pretty good rebounding, but I think Bell hurts you. I think because Bell can't rebound, you can't have Bell and Copeland as your as your forwards. Is kind of what you're saying, right? Exactly. I think you need you okay. need somebody bigger, bigger presence. But it's silly to say, and I already battled with Stephen Fani on this because I I just don't agree with it to say you can't start Copeland because you need his energy off the bench. I mean that's that's just asinine. We start the games needing that energy, so. To me, that's a reason to start him because he's so valuable off the bench. You obviously need his energy to start the game, and then you won't need that bench power. And then whoever is coming in off the bench at that point, you should have the same value in the spark off the bench if they're so good that they were starting all year, then you should be able to get that spark off the bench. Maybe you bring Taylor in off the bench and say, hey, it's not working as a starter. When we bring you in, you got the green light, and maybe he comes in and bangs in a couple threes. You know, I mean, I, I would rather see that because that's what I said. Working. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Bring Taylor off the bench, start either you got, I think you start Copeland. He's just such a he's a winner, he plays his ass off all the time, he gets yes. the balls that other guys don't get to. He makes yes. winning. He makes winning plays. You've got yes. two guys on this team, in my opinion, that always make the right play. Malik Brown, and when Kudir is 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 in his you know right mind and not going crazy and playing spastic, he's a winning now, player. Now Scott and Dean, come on now. This guy just mentioned the two guys that I was waving the pom poms for in October, at the and last year in Rochester when I went. I was waving the pom-poms with Quadir Copeland and Malik Brown, and people laughed at me. People laughed at me, and Gavendo, I'm talking to you and those minions on that fucking chat that fucking <laughs> act like I don't know the game when I was hating on Taylor, and that's proven to be 150% true, and I was hating on McLeod. We're not missing him, and I was loving on Brown and Copeland, so... So, you know, it's funny that you say you support what I say, but but yet I, I, I don't ever see that support in the chat, brother. I'm, I'm just well, it's probably you. because you act like a complete fucking asshole yeah. and you treat yeah. people like shit. That's probably yeah. half the battle. You're so you're so wrapped up around your little world. Like, and I'm not hating on you. I could shit on you in the chat all fucking day, but I never do. Um, you just you just. You, you just you think your opinion matters more than other people, and it just it's nope, just not. I, I I've always said this for. You think for you're right, and years. nobody else is right. You're always just right. Just because you're I the call, man. just 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 because I call and voice my opinion, as as I said with with uh, JP last year, I said my opinion could be right, could be wrong. I don't really care. It's college basketball. I'm a married man, and I'm wrong every day. And that's literally what I said on the air. So people can spin any narrative they want. It's just because they so don't people have the ball people the ball in the middle who don't have a don't have a uh, a pot you know doesn't have a, I don't have a dog in the fight I don't care what you say I don't care what they say I just fucking sit there and listen to it and but yeah, if you, if you if you want it this is what you do this is what you do from what I see you you critique everybody you hate on everyone you're a very negative person uh, and it's so funny and. That and and it's then, so wait, I'm not done that. yet, Pat. I know you like to talk. And then, 
and then you'll run into the chat to see what everybody else says about you. I don't run in. I'm, I, I, I stay in and say, and, and say what I say. I call and then I, and then, and then I participate in the chat and, and you know, the, the uh, hate that I get and Vito get when, when we're all SU fans and we all have opinions and we all try to contribute to the show, just like we contribute to the spaces. And I'm not pointing a finger at you. I'm just saying in yeah, general. You, you, you don't, you can point your finger all you fucking want, but it, it makes no lick of difference because you know, I'm not in the fucking, I'm not on your side. I'm not on their side. I just fucking sit there and deal with it. And it gets to be, it gets annoying. Now, are there people in there that fucking have no fucking clue what's going on? Right. Absolutely. Exactly. They're fucking exactly. idiots. And, right. and running into some of these people, it, it's, it's not anybody who I want to share a meal with. You know what right. I mean? I, would, I wouldn't have a drink. Some of these people, I wouldn't piss on their teeth if their gums were on fire. You know right. what I mean? I mean, I, I know what you're saying. And I, 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 would, I would say that we would have a good time sharing a drink together. All I'm saying is you, you, you don't walk in my shoes. So, so don't fucking speak about it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm can, saying. Can, can I make one more point about Quadir real quick, and you guys can keep going? Yeah, uh, go ahead, biggest, Jason. Jason, please we're, go ahead. We're, we're, the we're, biggest. We're good. No, all right. Gavendo's a good guy. I, I, I just, I just have some, I just have some, some unfinished business with some other people in that chat. So my well, bad. you're just barking my up bad. the wrong fucking tree. You know what I mean? My bad. My bad. Um. The biggest thing I wanted to mention about Quadir and the biggest reason I think he should start is, in my opinion, and maybe, Pat, you disagree, I think he's a lockdown defender. And yes, to have I him agree. on the court, like he take he can take away the other team's best player. And I, I, I think Justin Taylor in time can be a decent back of the roster, middle, you know, off the bench guy. But Quadir right now is, to me, the best defender on this team. Yes. And and he can take away the other team's best player. Why you would wait to do that and fall behind, I have no idea. I would start with him right away on the court. He the the five best players should be on the court as much as possible. I think so, I think you, I think you got a valid point. I also think Malik Brown's probably your best defender, but Quadir's up there especially with the amount of steals and the amount of nagging defense that he plays. Yeah, I mean, and having them both on the court at the same time is uh, is a great thing because they're both the type well, of guys that well, win. He played you play. thirty minutes tonight. I mean, Justin only played fourteen. I think there was another sub that played more than him too. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's frustrating seeing us get down. I think we were down seven, you know, early. Um, it's frustrating to see us get down. And I, I you, who knows? But you, you can't call Autry a fucking idiot or say he doesn't know what he's doing or you know shit like that. I, I never would say that. I think he's been outstanding this year. I think he's done well, a great the, job. The uh, chemistry with this team is is far superior. I just think any first year coach, they're uh, they're they're gonna take their growing pains. I mean, that's in any job. I mean, I know. I mean, he's. I think he's doing better than I thought he would. I, I yeah, definitely had same. more concerns about it. I, I but. But, and I, I give him full support. I mean, I give him full 100% support. Um, I think it's going to, I, I think you got to give him three years. Uh, I don't even think two's enough. I think you give him three years. And if he continues to, uh, you know, uh, keep the defense the way it is and recruit the way he's recruiting, uh, you know, my biggest concern with this team is the ISO, the ISO JB set. You know, yeah. he's running the same three sets that JB ran for fucking 20 years. So maybe I'm too negative on that because I'm so over it with JB. And I was hoping to see some new shit with uh, Red. 
and we're not seeing it. I thought we'd run more with red. Oh. Our biggest, our biggest thing that's going to hold us back is we don't have proper big men to battle the ACC yeah. kingpins. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I was teetering on that. I, 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 I tend to think just the way he did, you know, he held his own at least with Filipowski and, you know, obviously Carolina, you know, Drew and Clay brought up a really good point about Carolina and how the uh, unfortunate manager death uh, had happened. I'm not sure how, how long before that. I'm not saying that, um, you know, that's a whole different game with Carolina, but let's, but let's see when we play him again. You know, let's, let's we, see. We just we have to belong on the floor with them. Right. Red's got to Red's got to attack the five position in recruiting. Yes. J, JB in just went. Yeah. JB just went straight trash. I mean, just <laughs> I project after project after pro. And now we have five centers, none of which can play. None of them. And we don't have anybody who's going to exactly. work, work on these projects. We have people yep. who are out and about, you know, doing their thing, but are, are they really in the gym developing these guys the best they can? Yep. A couple people that I've talked to have said the exact same thing that Gavendo just said. Uh, my uncle, who was uh, Gavendo, I told you this already, he's a big fan of Bernie Fine. Knew him ever since he was a kid. He, he, he said those exact words that you're saying, like, we're not developing the big men. You know, um, and you I think could. you mentioned it in, in, in another form that, you know, we're not developing these, these, these big men for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, we know, hey, we, hey. well, we know what we, you, well, you guys know what the big man coach is too busy doing. So I, I'll leave that alone. That's what, if you wonder why the big men ain't being developed. <laughs> Yo, man, you are so funny. Oh my God. That is just, hey, that is hey I just wanted to, I wanted to jump in real quick. This is Ted in Pittsburgh and it's a pleasure to, uh, to talk to you all, all you guys kind of in a forum like this. And Dean, thanks for putting this together, man. Hey, I'm saying, t- say after you, you wrap up, um, Vito, you're, you're after tech. I know you've been, um, Vito, you've been waiting for a minute too. So, and, and Pat, if you, you and Matt got any last words after they wrap up, I'll definitely yeah. let you guys back on before, um, I shut this down, but Ted, yeah, what's up? Yeah. What's going on? Hey guys, hey! All I really wanted to say is that I thought today Judah was one of the first games I think in a while that he's he's really. I mean, he he is becoming more and more uh, unselfish w- with each game. I've been on his case pretty hard about being, uh, you know, trying to dribble through three guys at once and not recognizing the double teams quick enough. But man, today I was very happy with his performance. And uh, with regards to the center spot, you've all mentioned it. I absolutely agree. You were you were no longer a zone dominant team. You need to stop recruiting these project centers that are taking up three and four roster spots and scholarships. Get yourself somebody with some thickness and some beef under this new system. And I cannot wait to see what Autry does uh, with with, uh, with that five spot going forward. But uh, no, it's been a pleasure listening to you guys, even in the, uh, you know, the, the cursing back and forth. I, I can tell you guys speak your mind, but I can tell the respect is still there. But uh, yeah, talk Ted, to you soon. I got Vito, a lot of you're up. For you. Ted, Ted, I just want to say, since I since I I don't get a chance to talk to you directly, I've enjoyed your calls on 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 the airways. They've been a breath of fresh air. Um, I appreciate that, Pat. Because hey, t- um, hey Ted, I, Ted, I got a question for you. I think you made a good point. We talked. I don't know if you were listening earlier when we talked about Judah. The one thing about Judah, you know, and I'm very I'm thrilled with the way he played. I don't care that he went three for eleven, whatever. I thought he was great defensively, moving the ball, so forth. The one thing I've noticed, though, is he's taking better care of the ball, but when he rebounds or gets an outlet pass, he doesn't seem to push the ball up the court as, as aggressively as he had. 
don't you, don't you think that's a concern a little bit? Because obviously, a fast this team has is more athletic than we've had in a couple of years. I don't and, and Red wants them to run. It seems like Judah's not running as much as he has earlier in the year. Yeah, but I, and I wonder I wonder if that's coaches telling him to to settle it down because obviously we all we all know that their half court offense uh, it definitely needs a lot of work and it's cer- certainly getting better. Um, but to your point, yeah, I mean I, I agree with you. This team. This this team, uh, Reds told us he was going to be a running team this year, but I think it really is uh, depends on the matchup. Um, Miami looks like they had a lot of bodies in there to uh, ready to stop him. So, hey guys, uh, but, uh, any, anybody that wants to hear the answer, um, if you pull up online the uh, Red Autry show on Thursday night, it is available online. I asked him that exact question, and then unfortunately, I got cut off, um, so I didn't even hear his answer. Cause I was on the phone and, and then they, they just disconnected the call and I didn't have the radio or anything near me. So I have no idea what he said. Well, you know who disconnects the calls, right? Yeah. It's, it's a, well, maybe Polly. Yeah, know definitely Polly. <laughs> I don't know if it's Polly or the other guy. It's definitely Polly. It's all good. And, uh, and Govendo, I want to be clear. I got nothing but love for you. And, uh, I, 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 I know the dynamic that I create and I also know where you stand on it. And uh, it was I don't, crazy. I don't have a, I don't, I don't choose sides. I choose my right. own side. I choose the cues. Yep. I choose the basketball yep. team. You know what I mean? So well, I guess all I'm saying is, 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 is if me and you were ever in, in, in the dome together, I'd be happy to have a beer with you, man. Yeah, That's man. I'm, I'm down for sure. Let me know. I'm, yeah, I'll be there absolutely. Tuesday. I'll be there on my birthday next Saturday. So. And I, I certainly uh, wish I lived closer so I could go to more home games. But, uh, but now this is Dean, you're making this, you're, you're, you're making us all a part of, uh, uh, increasing our fandom and enjoying uh, this forum to just experience most we can. And not yeah, to take absolutely. anything away from Dean, I, uh, I'm, I'm about as passionate as a history for Syracuse basketball as anybody. I don't know if you know, but I run the vintage Syracuse basketball on Instagram. So yep. that I'm teaching, and that's probably another reason I, A, I sponsor stuff, you know what I mean? I sponsor stuff and um, – you know, I have a kind of a public platform as well. So you're not going to see me scream at some of those idiots. Like you probably want help or you want someone to back you up. Some of the shit you say is legit. Right. You know what I mean? You know, some of the shit you say is legit. And he's like, yep, good point. Good point. They're going to hate on you anyway. So the fuck what? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, anything in closing said before I get the veto? No, please. Vito has has deserved his time, and uh, no, I'll I'll talk to you guys next game. But uh, no, this was really enjoyable. I'm going to start start jumping on more if I can. All right, cool. Good hearing from you, Ted. Take care. Thank you. All right, Vito, what's going on? Hey guys, what's up, man? That that was one of the best games I got to say. I've been to a lot of games in the dome. Uh, In terms of personal, you know, fun. I I caught one of the t-shirts. I caught a t-shirt thrown by Kyle McCord, man, when they had the football team on the court. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, uh, But as far as the gameplay, I thought I think they don't win, obviously, without Judah. He's taking the slack for uh, – What's his face? For, for Judah. Uh, it's poor shooting. I, I'm, I'm lost uh, regarding uh, Justin. I, I don't know what to say. I was watching him. During halftime warmups, he was not. I mean, he was probably making a third of his shots. He was shooting from top of the key, and they still had a few minutes to shoot. And, and it looked he looked frustrated during the warmup, and he went and sat on the bench because he wasn't making them. 
so he's he's got an obvious mental issue going on right there um we you know i counted on him coming in this year to be one of the sharpshooters with you know gerard being out um we have no logo shooter on this team i mean i don't know if you're gonna see like i you know he was a chucker gerard but he would make those far out threes sometimes we have nobody that can you know shoot from that far out not that we need that but um but i just thought overall it was a great game i'm going to comment though on the little spat there between pat and govendo that that chat in that uh what do they call in the twitch uh what do they call that show what's that show called guys the one orange nation orange nation, orange nation yeah orange like as soon as i started going against Bayheim last year there's like four or five six people in there that are so freaking immature i i i just i don't i don't even acknowledge it anymore that uh he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah, well, yeah i agree Vito. yeah as soon as i went yeah. against Bayheim and gerard they're, they're all kissed they're all over uh paulie's sack and and it was just like I couldn't even talk anymore. And if I if I wanted to talk in the chat, there's like five or six people. I just started blocking them all. So you couldn't. You, yeah, I blocked them all too. Yeah, you, you couldn't say anything about Bayheim. Bad. You, you had to be one of the SU fan board people that kissed his ass. Um, but we were right. I, I said in the end, and Paulie wouldn't even acknowledge it. Paulie always would say, oh, "No, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say this. I didn't say that." But we were right when they got rid of Gerard. And, and, you know, let's be honest, they pushed Bayheim out at the end there. He would still be here if it was up to him, you know, to Bayheim. But we, we were right in the end. Yeah, Tony Toast. You still on, Tony? See that, Tony Toast? Uh, yeah, to Tony listening. Tony, he'll, he'll pop. I, 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 I guess he's a little bit busy, but he's listening. He's still there. I, I'll get him he's, on since you. Let me, yeah. let me see. Let me. <laughs> hey, he's Vito. He's busy I, taking haymakers. Hey, hey Vito. Um. Look, I, I don't follow Paulie or anything like that, but people I do do um you know they retweet him and stuff like that. When we got our ass kicked last week against North Carolina, the first tweet he had, you would have you you would have thought that Syracuse won by forty and not have lost by forty. Right. So I, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the funny thing about him is you know obviously he he works for basically the university. He worked for ESPN Syracuse. He worked for SU. That's why they pushed out. Uh, at uh, Brent Axe, you know, I mean, that guy, that that guy said what was right and he lost his job over it because of Bayheim. Bayheim is a vindictive person, you know, and we found that out when he, they got rid of Axe. And we, we should be thankful of Brent Axe because without him, he'd probably still be coaching this year. And I was looking over the records 16, 17, 18 games in. They, they haven't had this good a record since 2018, 2019. I know that they were, tw they were 12 and six or 12 and five. I don't know if we won the 18th game last year, um, but yes, it's 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 no coincidence that this team is is 13 and five and has its best record in five years. Um, it sucks with the center position. If if they were able to keep Jesse, I, we're we're probably talking about 15 and three right now. Um, but I, I I'm just extremely happy right now with JJ, and I don't know if anybody heard me on the post game with Brian Higgins. What's really disturbing, and this was like a point of contention with Autry, they took out Bell over it. I know, Pat, you brought it up that he he was getting blown by uh, the, the one dude in the right side. They were giving up layups left and right. What what's what pisses me off is everybody's afraid to leave their man to, to pick up the slack for the guy blown by. And they give up layups on the right side. And it's like, dude, the, you're giving up the layup anyways. You might as well leave your guy. 
and and try to and try to stop that layup and they kept doing it over and over even pack was going in and they were laying in on the right side so they gotta they gotta address that i mean other than that on defense it, it seemed like it's, i think they were trying to push the pace a little bit miami they were trying to score and transition more they didn't want to want us to get our defense set but we'll see i mean um Malik, uh, the, we're a little small at center, like everybody says. I mean, that's going to be a problem all year long. But what, one thing I want to ask you, Dean, before I close out, uh, wh what does anybody know? I mean, people were throwing numbers around that West Virginia paid uh, Jesse 800K and Syracuse got as high as 700K. Is there any truth to that? I think Syracuse, no, no West Virginia no. was 700. We were trying. I think we didn't even get to like 300, to be honest. Not oh, we weren't that close. Sure. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, Vito. the 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 agreement, the agreement that we had originally was four fifty. Okay, so I, well, who I Jesse, just heard Jesse, way off. Jesse, yeah. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse's dad came back and said, "Oh, I got an offer for seven fifty from another program," and you, you know, that that was when we was like, "Nah, that you know, <laughs> like we we were not going there." So. The numbers get thrown out. Nobody really knows if these guys are yeah. really getting paid that, those amounts because. I heard on um, Jeff Goodman's podcast, they asked him about it, and he was like, he heard it's only half. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just get half. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad and, you heard and, that. And, and, and that there was too. another pod with um, Gary Parrish where he and the other guy, Norlander, the co-host, they said they asked a whole bunch of high major coaches how much do these transfers, you know, what's the rate? And a lot of them said between 200, 300 for starters. You know, I've, mm -hmm. obviously players like... Uh, um, what's his name? Dickerson, Dick Dickerson at Kansas. Like I heard, you know, like he's he's yeah, probably Hunter, get, yeah, like, Hunter million, you know, like Kansas probably get him a million or something yeah. like that. But yeah. you know, your 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 average, you know, like a uh, JJ, right? Like JJ was probably like two hundred, three hundred k and stuff like that. But from what I understood about the Jesse situation, we like the original agreement. Like he first came to them, the pops was like, you know, five five fifty or something like that, and we'll stay. And they were trying to make that work. They felt confident in it. Because if you remember, Vito, when it was Final Four weekend, Jesse was with the team, right? And they did the interview right. with Red. And Red was like, everybody's here. Like, everybody who's here having dinner at his home and or whatever, whatever whatever spot they was at, he was like, they're coming back. And then all of a sudden, a week and a half or so, oh, um, you know, we ain't, you know, we ain't work, you know, we couldn't work it out and this and that and stuff. So that was when that whole you know, 750, like, I guess it was West Virginia, because at the time, you know, we ain't know, I, I, I ain't have information on the team, but that's what he was saying, that he had an offer for, like, 750 from somebody, and, you know, obviously, we weren't going to go for no 750, with, with, which, Jesse's a good player, but, you know, if West Virginia want to overpay for him, then so be it, you know what I mean? Yeah, if there's one school out there that's going to gonna try to you know offer that much if it's not worth it you know he's not worth it but if there's someone that's gonna overpay what are you gonna do overpay too you know so that's tough um damn it there was one oh yeah the last thing i wanted to say and i mentioned this last time you did spaces dean that i was hoping that the mid-range jumper would, would basically cut black for what we're gonna miss what we missed from jesse down low and and that's what's happening that's why we're winning these games they're hitting those pull-up jumpers right Yep. Be honest, you know. I mean, that's the shot that's given us these uh, victories at this point. Yep. So, I I just thought we were really lucky to be only down by one in the first half because we played like absolute yeah. dog shit. Yeah, I, agree. I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, we should be down by ten right now, but somehow, you know, a couple threes from Bell 
Um, and obviously JJ kept us in the game. I, I I thought we were lucky to be down by one. Well, what what one one thing? What what's going to happen with Cuff? I mean, how how do, how's Cuff going to factor in anything? I mean, what what are people's opinion on his defense? If he's not hitting shots, just like Justin, he's got no business on the court. I mean, Justin does get the no, rebounds, but what, court, according to Audrey, he's the best defender in practice on the team. I'm not seeing it in the game, so I mean, what does everyone think on Cuff? You know, I can't. I well, can't I even mean, make a an opinion because he only plays five, six minutes a game. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but look at Autry now. I talking about Cuff real quick, just because just you brought it up. I didn't know that he. I I, I think I might have missed a minute of the game. I guess Cuff did play in the first half. I I don't know how I missed him. Um, I, I had to catch up a little bit. I was a little behind, but I. So when when they brought Cuff in, we had two fouls to give. So when I saw him come off the bench, I go, man, maybe, maybe he's maybe he's coming in to foul, you know. Now, Autry made it very clear in the post game that he he brought him in to play defense. So I think that answers any question anybody had is you know according to the coach, he he's a defender. So he did pick up a foul. Cuff did or Bell? I know Bell got the foul and then Cuff came in. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I know Cuff it, had but, one foul. I just don't remember yeah, what it was. Yeah, that might, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either. But I I think Cuff is odd man out because now that JJ's playing well, you have Judah and Copeland. I mean, that's – I just don't see – I mean, I'd rather see Cuff in there than Taylor any day. I mean, like like, like I said, you'd have to go back to 50 starters to, to, to find somebody I'm, I'm more comfortable with, the, or, you know, less, less comfortable with than Taylor. Are, so. are we – are we a tournament team right now, or do we need to win Florida State Tuesday, and then would everyone say we're a tournament team? No, we're definitely we, not in yet. We're no, I think we got. I think we got to take out FSU Tuesday. Then what do we got? NC State next Saturday. We got to split those. You got. No, you just got to just start. You just need to win basketball games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Vito. We were saying earlier that it, it's just like just stacking them up. Like, don't don't really get get too worked up about yeah, quad yeah. ones, quad ten, and all that other shit. Like, just um, we just gotta keep stacking up those Ws, and then you know we'll see how how you know we compare with the other teams when it comes to you yeah. know resumes and bubbles and all that as the season goes along. Because you're not wrong. And, and real quick, five point game right now. By the way, BC North Carolina. There's four what minutes left that in that. That's on CW. Okay. So that's a good sign, you know. I mean, I, when you see something like that where you just get the doors blown out, 36-point loss, and then you see a team that you were blown out by 19 at one point real close, you you know that it's not, oh, we suck. It, it's something that day. It just wasn't working that day, you know. I, I don't think – I think if we play UNC at home right now, we're not losing by more than 10. Yeah, I mean, Vito, I was saying, like, after, you know, that game on my pod, I was just like, that's just a game with Red. You you, you don't even watch the tape. You just burn it, and you just move on to the yeah. next one. And I think yeah, the, best actually, thing, the best thing was the pit game. It was a quick turnaround. So they didn't have, you know, mm -hmm. like a week off or whatever to dwell on it and feel sorry for themselves or whatever. It was just like, ah, right, you know what? Got our ass kicked now. <laughs> like, let, next move, let, let's move forward to pit now and handle business there. You know, there's nothing Dean, we can do with Did um, you hear what Red said about that 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 tape? What? About the tape of the UNC game? Oh, uh, what he said. So what he said, I, I got to bring it up because you just brought it up. He said typically him and a lot of people would say what you just said. Yeah. Typically just, just burn that shit. He said this time he did it different. 
they did more film study on that game and they grew as a team watching that and just learning. This is not who we are. These are the mistakes we made. We need to watch this. We need to feel the pain. We need to take a step back and, 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 and eat our shit for breakfast and then get better. Think about, think about the, uh, the unselfishness that Judah showed today by not taking that shot. Like he normally would. Right. Because two weeks ago, what would he been doing if that, if that position arised, he would have tried to force it, try to play hero ball. And he, he didn't not necessarily trusted his teammate, but he just worked in a good pass and he knocked it down. So did you guys listen to the Autry show Thursday night? Cause I asked him that very question. I said, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, rain on, on Judah, you know, but let's be honest last year, he, he collapsed that he probably lost three or four games on his own, you know, with stupid errors. I said, what, I mean, are, are you still looking to give him the ball? Is he the man? What, what, what happens at the end of games here? Are there other people that, you know, are options to, to, you know, be the ball handler or take the shot. I remember and he that kind of danced around it a little bit. I remember that game specifically. Cause that was probably one of the times that we agreed and we probably should have had Samir Torrance at that time. Cause he was all over the mm-hmm. place. He's flopping over the balls was going this way, that way. And he just, yep. he just wasn't under control. And I think a lot of people caught shit for it, especially on the radio. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to take, we're going to give, okay, even Stephen Fonte making fun of people. You know what I mean? So, but he showed he's growing up. Is he ready for the NBA yet? I don't think so. You know, should he probably stay another year, get some NIL money? Yeah, absolutely. You're either going to grow with us or you're going to grow in the G G League, whatever you call it these days. 100%. All right, I'm going to mute, guys. I'll listen in. Great All show. Right. Great, great pod. All right. Good hearing from you, Vito. So, um, you know, in closing, anybody got any last words? And we don't need, we don't need round two of Maddie G and Pat. You guys um, <laughs> already traded blows already. So, um, <laughs> no, next, next, next round is a beer. Oh, next round is a beer. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Pat, I was trying to get your man Toast on, but Toast must be busy because he's not like responding. So, yeah, you know. But, but if you, but just, you know, be Pat, be, you're going to be Pat. You're going to still do the things that you do. Just, you know, just expect that you're going to catch flack from it. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just Everything you say is going to catch flack. You could say Autry's the best coach in the world, but at Uh-oh. the end of the day, they're going to, they're going to, still shit on you because you're Pat and you you're not going to change anybody's Uh-oh. fucking hey 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 Matty G uh toast is on so we're gonna get a new battle so you know uh Pat versus toast round one let's go. oh I'm I'm muting I'm gonna get my well, pop- let, I'm gonna grab my say, popcorn let me just say this this is Vito again like about Pat like you're not gonna be an antagonist to Jim Beheim in Syracuse and not expect flack <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah I had national media re- reach out to me when, when uh, they caught wind of Jim Beheim addressing a fan. So we'll just leave it at that. And, and, and Pat, this is Pat again. I love it when you antagonize Paulie because he, he gets so frustrated. And I yeah, love it. Well, Vito, <laughs> Vito's right there with me with Paulie. <laughs> And I and I and even though even though Dean only has a very small sample size of Polly, it doesn't take long to figure out he's a one trick pony. 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And I can't stand the fact that Paulie's a freaking Steelers fan. I've been a Steelers fan my whole life. I hate that he's a Steelers fan. Paulie's the Yeah, I'm a Steelers fan too here in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. But one last thing, and then how many of you? I was, I was, I mean, I assume Beheim watches a lot of these games, right? So I was visualizing him sitting there in Skinny Atlas, kind of on his couch at that last possession, standing up and kind of, you know, using the same body movements to kind of coax the ball into the basket. Like, no, he was looking for Joe Girard. Okay. <laughs> he was looking for Joe. That's Joe Girard. All right. Hey, take care. Talk to you guys next time. All right. You too. All right. So, all right, so Toast, hop in, man. Um, you and Pat, round one. Let's go. <laughs> what Uh-oh. is that? What is he in a pool or something? It's yeah, something. I don't know. It's, always so, it's always something with Toast, right? If it's not bad service, it's and you know. And, and here I am trying to watch a game one one time with my daughter, and I had less than one bar, and he's calling me out. And then, yeah. but you know what? I appreciate Scott for taking care of my light work. He, he did a great job. Uh, Dean, I have a quick hey, question for you. Okay. Oh, here you go. Dean, if uh, if Hubert Davis didn't call off the dogs, do you think Carolina could have scored 180 points? <laughs> no kind of question. He didn't call off the dogs. He didn't call off the dogs. He, 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 he hit his walk on de- five minutes. Def- he definitely didn't call off the dogs, and they scored 110 points. So what's yeah. what's that shit? I'm just saying the zone, uh, the zone maybe uh, is not as bad as as uh, Dito wants to make it out to be. Well, the zone should have been played more in that game for sure. Yeah, in that game, I I wanted to say all all year. I wish we had that secondary defense uh, be, being seen at least a little bit more, um, because I don't think our man to man. I don't think our man-to-man's quite as good without – I mean, obviously, McLeod is an interesting thing because he's going to get crushed in the pick and roll. But if your defender gets beat, he can come over and block that shot. So that's kind of a plus-minus negative, you know, a flat zero on that. So I don't know. I I think sometimes J.J. looks really good on defense, and then sometimes – I don't know if he's tired or what. It looks like they just go by him so easy. You know, I, I thought today was – yeah, today Bell was not good. I thought – he had shown some promise or potential, but today was not it. I like to see Benny at five a little bit for five minutes a game because that then then you got to throw his ass in 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 the lane where he belongs. And, yeah, and then he I'm, knows he has to rebound and and he can use his athleticism. And uh, I mean, you don't have to make as many plays if you have another playmaker on the floor. I guess that's the only reason I like Benny at the five. Does, does, does anyone else want, want to see five minutes of Benny Williams at the five when uh, Brown's on the bench? It, it, dep- it depends on a matchup. Peter Carey got no run today, which was weird because he was getting run for the last two games. Yeah, they were going to give him two minutes, but they told him um, you only have five fouls, so you can only play one minute. So they decided not to play him. <laughs> Hey, Scott, I see you're muted. You got any um, last words before we start? Yeah, you got got any beef for toast? No, man, I I told you. uh, How can we look to fight with each other today after a win like that? Just in a good mood, you know? That's what I'm saying. And I want to to just get ready for Florida State and get a good crowd in there, you know? Oh, yeah, so – Scott, what I want to say is, I, and and you were a hundred percent right. I am not. I am not doing any re, any revisionist history. I, but when 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 Copeland hit that shot, as weird as it was, 
what in my ear right away was you saying that? What did I say? He was going to be a Michael Jordan Hall of Famer or something when I said about Copeland? That was what went in my mind. I said, man, this is crazy. No, it's all good, man. We're, we're, we're all diehards, and um, it is what it is, man. Yeah. All right, so, guys, look, um, before I sign off, if y'all want to do any scouting on um, Florida State, they playing against our old buddy, Joe, the fighting Joe Gerards and Clemson right now on the ACC Network. So that's, that's going on right now. So if y'all want to check that out and – Hope it goes five over time. And, and, and see um, what to expect against Florida State coming up, y'all could check that out. But um, big ups to all y'all that hopped on. Great spaces today after a great victory. Um, so, uh, looking forward to doing this again at some point. So, uh, you know, all you guys, uh, Scott, Matt, Vince, Jason, Pat, Toast, Vito, um, young Pat that was on earlier. Um, I got Kyle, you know, all you guys, thanks for hopping on and, you know, anybody else, if I forgot my bad, but much love and any, everybody else that's tuning in that's been in and out of the spaces and stuff. So appreciate y'all checking it out. I'll get this up um soon on um you know Apple and Spotify and all that later on. So stay tuned for that. But uh Q's Nation, till next time, we out.